He doesn't want us to cut through our chains. He wants us to cut through our feet. So before we get started today, I've got a grievance and a redaction. Uh-oh. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. What's going on? <laughs> did you uh, did you file the paperwork correctly for your grievances? HR should be coming in <laughs> any moment. So my grievance is, is I can't believe on last week's pod, you talk about fishing and Mike Tyson, and I wasn't there yeah. for it. And I even mentioned the Hunt movie, too, and you're like, what are you doing know, to me, man? Right? All like, the stuff I want to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, talk some Tyson, man. Oh, dude, <laughs> man. I'm, I'm. I so sent you those excited. two videos. Did it pump you up again? Because I was like, I was like, this is gonna get Justin going. Yeah, oh, <laughs> so yeah. I'm typing it. And I, I made a one minute video compilation <laughs> of uh, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. with Roy uh, Jones Jr.'s song behind it. Yeah, like, man, that was awesome too. It was a great, great thing. <laughs> uh, Who knows? TikTok might be closed today, though. Yeah, that's what I hear. I'll close it on Air Force One after I get done scrolling. Like he just likes throwing shit out. He's not gonna accomplish shit. Well, the thing is too. Is like They're about he, to sell that company to an American. To Microsoft. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Um, the that's thi- why he's pissed. The thing is, though, is he hates TikTok because of what happened to that. Tul- was it the Tulsa rally that he went to? And they. Oh, baby. That was one of the reasons. All the, yeah, all the Gen Z people went and reserved like yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, tons yeah. of tickets and then nobody yeah. showed up. You think that's a TikTok thing? They'll do it on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's know. stupid. He just likes to throw his shit around. He, he's not going to accomplish that. So. Yeah. But, <laughs> and he doesn't like to see anyone else make money. No, no kidding, right? <laughs> yeah, so um, Tyson. Yeah, dude, I'm so excited, man. Like, uh, yeah, I was like, man, if, if COVID's going to hit me, make sure it happens after September 12th. I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> like, you know, and Roy Jones Jr., man, he's always been one of my favorite fighters. Just, I'm not really yeah. into cocky fighters, but his style it's is very just, Muhammad oh, Ali. You yeah. know, he does that foot move that's like crazy yeah. foot move, man. Yeah. It really just brings your attention, If even if you think you're ready for it or not, just a split second off and then you'll get nailed, yeah. you know? Yeah. He was um, always a really clever fighter to me. Yeah. Uh, my cousin always loved him too so he's super stoked about this fight and too. so fast and i think that's yeah. the thing like i was thinking about it yesterday i think if roy jones can keep tyson close to him for five rounds and withstand the barrage he'll then, still lose <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing though is like you know tyson's gonna kill him dude. but but that's the thing is if tyson can get to him in the first three to five rounds tyson's yeah. gonna kill him but even back in the day when tyson got to you know round six seven and eight yeah. he was tiring out dude I love Mike Tyson. I, that was when I was, he was on his decline, though, when he was going to seven, eight. I think he's, I think he's crazy, man, and I think he's, he's not gonna. I think he's, he's too big. I think he's mentally, I think mentally, we're gonna see the Tyson of old again, and like God. more than anything, that is just what I want to see. We're gonna like, see something amazing. So uh, I, I don't know where you can see. It. I guess it's just regular pay per view. Yeah, it's regular pay per view. It's already for sale. All right. Yeah. How much um, are they charging for that? I'm shit? not sure. Damn. Great to look. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I'm gonna pay it. Yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely have to pay yeah. it because I would really, uh, I would hate not to see it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. and uh, my redaction, I was listening to the previous pod of yours and or two or three ago when we were talking about um, Fantasy Island. Yeah. And I have a feeling I made that because you even said like, man, it seems like a balls out horror movie, and uh-huh. I was like, dude, I don't want to like put people in the wrong way. It's suspenseful uh-huh. and it's like. It's good, and there's some gore to it, mm-hmm. um, but it's PG-13. So yeah, well, there's a lot of horror movies that are PG-13 yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I was just like, man, I, I gotta, I gotta do a redaction. <laughs> so, anyways, of everything we needed to redrag, uh, re, uh, yeah. redrag, that's the one. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> 
I flat out said shit that was completely wrong. Oh, so, <laughs> so many times I have, and it's great. I love catching myself on. I don't do it much because I usually will hold my tongue unless I'm 100 percent positive, or I'll, <laughs> or I'll be. Don't quote me on that. But. I just fake news it out there. <laughs> yeah, just get it out there. Uh, and did you get to go uh, fishing this week at all? No, dude, uh, I haven't. So you been got fishing. nothing to tell us about fishing, huh? No, Damn, no, that, that no sucks. fish stories for a couple of weeks, man. <laughs> Uh, I thought a fish story meant you were going to tell something fake, though. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I thought that was the jam. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, here, we're not doing a whole much. We've been, uh, we had so much influx of, uh, of stuff coming in the house from Christina's moving her, uh, half her father's house up here. We just, we've got like three weeks of nothing but moving shit around. So yeah. we've been moving furniture around all over the place. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been fun, but, <laughs> but grueling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Other than that, just watching movies. Yeah. Yep. Living. Waiting for my stimulus check, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I like see. free money. I love this whole idea. Yeah. Anyone that's not for a uh, for one of those universal basic uh, income things where you just get a thousand dollars a month, why would you be against that? Yeah, <laughs> I'm confused. It's communism. Even anyone that has like who is a major capitalist, you know, we're gonna spend that money with you. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. <laughs> it's right. like this is goes for uh, everybody. So I don't know. I'm hoping that's gonna happen next <laughs> week. We're supposed to be getting a vice president uh, pick though, so we'll see. Yeah, and also possibly a tropical storm. Tropical storm. I don't think it's going to hit us. I've been looking at the path, and I it looks like North Carolina is going to get hit. Oh, yeah. At any time it misses us, North Carolina, and if it misses North Carolina, Massachusetts. Yeah. Any of those overhang states, yeah. you know, they kind of yeah. just get to. So. It's like playing duck, duck, goose. Yeah, We've gotten lucky. I mean, we live in the best place in Florida for hurricanes. Oh, That's yeah. That's for damn sure. I mean, yeah. we've got a lot of trees around here, so we might have tree falling uh, there and that. Power outages and stuff. Po- uh, power outages is what pisses me off the most. Yeah. I could deal with anything. We had a power outage. It wasn't even... It was the the most minimal storm that lasted for about uh, literally like two minutes. We had a storm come in. It was huge, and it knocked out our power. Uh, And usually I was like, all right, it's going to come back on four days later. Yeah. And I was like, we were dying. I mean, and half the time we were just going to Publix to get ice or getting dry ice and had three coolers going because we didn't know how long it was going to last and uh, just trying to save everything, man. Oh, it's horrible. It definitely got to get a generator. You know, you just plug that outside, snake that shit through the window, and boom, you just live life. Yep. (laughs) I know, being in Florida, I should be doing that shit. Yeah. Otherwise, it's horrible. Oh, God. I was going to do it myself. I'm so glad you did it. (laughs) Yes, some things that are horrible, uh, or not horrible, to be honest with you, is the 2000s horror, man. You know, I love horror movies, so I'm super stoked. My cousin's got to be stoked. He's like, what? Did horror without me? Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I know this is a perfect category for me and you. Dave's not a... Not that Dave's not a horror guy, but uh, I think he would be uh, hard-pressed to come up with a few... Uh, I know a couple that he could come up for the 2000s horror, but I think it's easier for us. Uh, and I've, I'll go see any horror movies. I used to say I go see them in the movie theater. Now I'll just if I hear that they're good, you know, you red box, you uh, rent them uh, online or something like that. And these were ones. Most of these I think I saw in the theater. Uh, all but one of mine I saw in the theater. Have mm-hmm. you? Did you see any of yours in the theater? Um, actually, only no two of mine. Two You've seen of mine. two in the theater? It's mm-hmm. not bad. Uh. So, these are exciting, man. These are really good horror movies, man. And uh, I'm very thrilled that, because I've been a horror fan my entire life, but, and I'll talk more about it later because there's one on, on my list that kind of really kicked the horror genre in the ass and kind of, uh, it's and it's been done a couple of times, you know, there'll be a horror movie that comes out that just like, it. the horror movie genre will lag for a little while and then something comes out and you're like, holy crap, this yeah. changes everything. And really the big one was Scream. When Scream came out, oh, yeah, it dude. was like... If you look at the years leading up to Scream, it was horrible for horror movies. Yeah. It was like nothing. They were yeah. like, uh, 
skip the theater, watch it on video, no big deal. But when uh, Scream came out, I saw Scream at least three times in the theater, and it was one of those things that everyone saw in the theater. I think I saw every one of those in the theater. I I, I might have. I might have. I don't think I saw four in the theater, but I think I saw the first three. I did definitely because, the first two. Yeah, because uh, what is it? Wes Craven came back to direct four. Oh, okay. Yeah, Maybe I did see it in the theater then. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to see that. Mm-hmm. All right, so I say we start right off, man. I got some good ones. You got some good ones, and you got some ones I haven't seen. So I'm I'm always eager to hear, especially horror movies that I haven't seen before. Uh, at Hell least yeah. one that I haven't seen. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. What, I can't. I'm already forgetting what I put on. There. I well, I, and I think it's probably this one, and I'll go ahead and and start off with this one because this one I, I've been wanting to talk about for a while, but it's mm-hmm. one of those that we couldn't really find the spot to fit it in. And this is uh, 2009's The Fourth Kind. Yeah, that was the one, man. It's uh, Mila Jovovich. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and That's what, all I know about it. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, Elias Codius is in it. Um, Will I love Patton. Elias, man. Um, Will Patton's in it. Oh, I love Will Patton. Yeah. See. I, I thought Will Patton disappeared for a long time, and I just think he's been doing movies that I didn't know. Right? <laughs> because it sounded like he came back with that new Halloween movie, and I was like, oh, shit, Will Patton's back as the sheriff. I said, this is fucking badass. Oh, wait, is that the new one coming the, out? No, the new one, that the Jamie Lee Curtis one that just came out Oh, last that's year. right. He was yeah. the sheriff. I forgot about uh, that. And he, he was badass in it. So, okay, so the fourth kind, you know, there's close encounters of yep. the third kind. So the fourth kind is like, and this is what it's actually defined as, is like alien abduction, like actual okay. encounters with a, a being from another planet. What's the third? Do we know? Just contact. The, contact, yeah. gotcha. Um, so, it goes all the way up to like nine, I think. Oh, does it really? I, I've, I've actually uh, heard a podcast where people were talking about all the different ones. Where they oh, I'd actually be interested to hear that. Yeah, it was very interesting. And it might have been... Uh, it might have been the Dan Aykroyd uh, p- podcast that I listened to with Rogan uh, because he is obsessed with the fucking uh, obscure and just uh, oh yeah uh, this type of stuff yeah. <laughs> um, so what's really like intriguing and interesting about this movie is not only is it based on like you know true story, true event type things, they actually have like the real footage from these people's mm-hmm. events. Oh, so um, it's kind of found footage, but the found footage is real footage? They, yeah, and they they plug them up against each other um, to see, and like they do it like the best that they can to reenact the scene, so mm-hmm. as the scene is going on, they'll have the actual footage there, and you can see the reenactment going mm-hmm. on in real time. Um, so it, take pla- it takes place in uh, Nome, Alaska, and um, you put any horror movie in Alaska, it instantly gets scary. I know, right? Thirty Days a Night. Yeah, such yeah. a good movie. It was too. a good movie. Yeah, people sleep on that movie a lot, man. It's a really good one. Um, so she's like a uh, psychiatrist, psychologist. Mm-hmm. I always get the two, you know, mm-hmm. confused. Whatever. Um, and one, ba- I think one can prescribe harder drugs. Yeah, I, right? I think that's what it is. That's too. pretty much <laughs> the difference. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she writes prescriptions. But basically, there's like. Um, an obscure amount of like disappearances that are happening mm-hmm. and some people like she's talking with and they all start describing these like similar events like mm-hmm. almost to the exact same thing and um she's recording their sessions and so like dude there's there's some some creepy scenes like there's mm-hmm. one where like this guy like levitates in a bed oh, nice. and they show the real film next to it and it like you know does that kind of like screen mm-hmm. blurb out and so like uh, you know it makes you kind of like eh, you know what I mean but um, so basically 
she's starting to investigate these people's stories and they're all, and they don't know each other. They don't, you know, like they're not like, let's all just make this up, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and the similar events are like that. It happens at three thirty three in the morning and they get woken up by this white owl with large eyes outside of their window. Um, and like, I kind of want to talk about that a little bit, but it also start starts to kind of give stuff away. So yeah, be be a little spoiler free. There's that, a lot of these I've realized that I gotta keep this my spoilers under wrap. Luckily, I don't. <laughs> this is the only one that I do. Um, you know, and so as she's doing this investigation and like recording these events and. The, She's hypnotizing these people and mm-hmm. she's regressing them to the to their dreams where they're talking about these owls. Yeah. And every time that they try and talk more about it, they start to almost like have seizures, but like they're coherent mm-hmm. and they're just so afraid that like she can't take them any further, yeah, you yeah. know? So it's like something's being blocked out for a reason here, you know? And You don't want to see what it is. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and it's just, it's an interesting story. And so as she investigates... All of a sudden, these things start happening to her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, dude, it's a good movie, yeah. and it takes you for a good ride. Um, it, it certainly didn't get a, not a lot of love when it came out either, because I hadn't heard nothing about it. Yeah. I might have heard, like, I mean, if it was in the theater, it must have been, like, briefly. briefly. It was in the theater. I think I could have possibly seen it huh. in the theater, but it's been so long, I just don't remember. Millie Overvich is interesting. I think she's a lot better of a reactionary actress than an actual actress herself she mm-hmm. she had this with me i don't always buy it with her line delivery and everything but man when something happens and she reacts to it she's yeah. really good at it yeah like if you watch her in like the fifth element or even in a lot of the resident evils oh yeah i just watched a whole documentary with uh where she was a part of on hbo called uh showbiz kids it's alex winter from uh oh, wow. ted is a documentary director he does a lot of documentaries and he did one all on child actors oh wow. and he had all these kids child actors that we know about that you've know like uh, Todd Bridges from Different Strokes or the uh, uh, Evan, Evan Rachel Wood from Westworld uh, Jada Pinkett Smith uh, Ovovich. they were all talking about the industry and how coming up to it that they they're in they all said the same thing they were all like I don't regret uh, what I went through and he says but it's been rough he says yeah. you have no idea how when you're that little kids and they had the little girl who uh, uh, played Matilda she was also in oh, wow. um uh, Mrs. Outfire, mm-hmm. all grown up and uh, talking about how she it's just confusing as a kid. He says, one day you're not famous, one day everyone wants to take pictures of you and you sign an autographs. And That's crazy. They, they also have somebody in the documentary, that, like a new kid that wants to be the best with his mom taking him around to interviews, and you're like, ah, oh, kid, man, this is yeah. such a horrible industry, and it only works out for like uh, 3% of the people that get into it. Yeah. So it's it's, it's kind of crazy. But she's people forget that she's been in that life since she was a little girl. Yeah. I mean, she was probably seven or eight. I remember remember seeing her on Married with Children episodes. Really? I don't yep. remember yep. that. She was a really good, uh, she was like a French foreign exchange student uh, that Kelly had to show around school and then mm-hmm. she started to get more attention than Kelly. It was funny. Uh, but then, yeah, she says her career did not take off until Fifth Element. Once Fifth Element oh, happened. Oh, yeah. Everybody knew who she and was then. And then she did. And then she married. I'm not sure if they're still together, but she was married to Paul Anderson for a while, the guy who did a Rent Rise and, and all the Resident Evils. Right. So he, I guess they met each other at the Resident Evil sets and they got married and everything and they've got kids. So I don't know what. Um, and he might even have had a part in this movie. Do you know who directed this? Uh. Um, because I know that a lot of his movies uh, they work together on. Um, I would like to. Oh, give I don't even want. Doesn't even say it. Oh, no, it's a hard it name. Yeah, yeah, it ain't oh. Paul Anderson. No, definitely <laughs> that. That I can confirm. 
<laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out because uh, but, any horror movie or sci-fi movie, and I'm a, I'm an alien abduction guy too. I love Fire in the Sky, and yeah. it's still one of my favorites. And this is kind of like that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's it, like there's a lot of buildups to the yeah. to the excitement. You know what I Fire mean? Fire in the Sky. There was not. It wasn't the their exciting parts weren't. Uh, all over the movie, you know, it was a very slow movie until the stuff with DB Sweeney gets yeah. abducted, oh, man. and then it was like, "This is what we signed on." For. Yeah, <laughs> said we're only going to give you eight minutes of alien abduction, but I guarantee it's going to be fucking. It'll great. last for a lifetime. <laughs> oh yeah, it does too. I yeah. think about that stuff. I think oh. of the plastic going over his mouth. Oh god, that's the one it. thing I remember. Uh, that's the, the like the fluid they they stuck that tar in it's his like mouth. Black, yeah. Oh, oh god, it was god, gross. Dude. Yeah, check out the alien abduction scene in Fire in the Sky Ooh. on YouTube, man. It'll change your life. <laughs> all right, my first one, and this was the one I went a long time without seeing until I saw my cousin having all memorabilia all over his house with it. There's a specifically the small figurine, uh, and this was a uh, 2007's Trick or Treat. It's mm. Trick or Treat. Huh. And you would fucking love it. I need to let you borrow it, uh, especially at Halloween. When Halloween gets closer, this is the Halloween movie, man. This yeah. is a fucking great Halloween movie. And it reminds me of it's a little creep show. It's a little Tales from the Hood, you know, that multiple of four storylines okay. that kind of intertwine into one. Yeah. And uh, there's this little guy named Sam, uh-huh. and that's what everyone has memorabilia of. He has, like, this burlap sack. He looks like a little person, or it could be a kid. You don't really know. Yeah. It could be... Uh, uh, he's probably three feet tall, always has a pumpkin with him. He's got a burlap sack and almost what looks like prison fatigues, like oh, those wow. orange, that orange jumpsuit yeah. and a burlap sack. And he just watches stuff. And like through the different scenes, and you see him finally at the end actually uh-huh. be part of one of them. Uh-huh. But throughout the other ones, he's like there watching. Yeah. And it's everything. And it's creepy as hell. But uh, Sounds it, good. It, it's unbelievable. And, and you... You're not going to believe that you that it got by you and you hadn't seen it because yeah. that's what I feel like. And I'll just touch on a little of the, each of the, uh, the the stories because they're intertwined beautifully and they're also done in a way where the timeline is semi-fractured. So there'll be something where you'll see the neighbor screaming yeah. and, and you'll see the, the guy look at the neighbor screaming and he'll be like, what the hell's going on in this neighborhood? Yeah. And then an hour later, you're in the house and yeah. it goes to the window and screams yeah. and you're like, holy shit, that's the connection. I love when they do yeah, that. And this was done really well. And so the uh, you've got it starts off with Dylan Baker. Ah, Dylan Baker, man, let me tell you. <laughs> Dylan Baker is a, a great character actor. I think he's awesome, but I always, me and Dave always uh, attribute it to him to one movie where he plays the pedophile. We've mentioned it before when oh. he was in that movie Happiness, and he played a pedophile who, like, uh, would drug his, he'd, he'd invite his, like, uh, oh, yeah, his son's kids one. over and drug their tuna oh. fish sandwiches and oh. rape them. And, and it was a comedy, but it was done, it was still disturbing as shit. Yeah. And every time you see Dylan Baker, you know, you're like, oh, he's the pedophile. Yeah. But, He's so great in other stuff that he he's very accomplished. You would remember him from uh, Delirious. He's the one that keeps deteriorating. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah That's yeah, Dylan yeah, Baker. Yeah. Dude, he's my favorite character. He's so good, movie. man. And yeah. he was great in uh, Fido, that zombie uh, one where they uh, make him all in the service industry. And, yeah, and he's got like the the pleasure zombie. Yeah. 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 He, he, no. No. That's Tim Blake Nelson. Oh, who, okay. who lives next door to him? He's the straight lace guy. He was in the uh, that show Hunters that came out on Amazon. Uh, he played a creepy Nazi in it. He always plays a character that you cannot believe yeah. he plays. Yeah. Uh, in that thirteenth hour that he played uh, Robert McNamara. Um, uh, that was the Cuban Missile Crisis movie. So he's been everywhere. Well, in this movie, 
once again plays creepy. He's sitting on the, he's sitting on a stoop and he he just like hates um, Halloween. And you're seeing like most movies with Halloween, it's like the town has exploded with it. Like it's yeah. a, like, yeah. like there's just been a parade. The best costumes you ever seen. Right. Every house has twenty or thirty people at it at yeah. all times. So that's how this movie was. Never ending candy. All supplies. their extras were. It was just a Halloween party. The whole movie, which made it really fun to watch it at Halloween for sure. And he's he has this little fat kid show up on the uh, uh, stoop with him, and he, he gives him a piece of candy, and all of a sudden uh, the little fat kid starts puking up like uh, uh, chocolate and and Ugh. blood and everything, and he just Ugh. dies on the step. And and, you, and Dylan picks him up and brings him in the backyard, and he's just burying him in the backyard. And you're like, what the hell is going on? Is this guy just killing children? Yeah. So he's he's burying him in the backyard, and his own kid's in the window and says, Dad, can I come out and uh, eat some candy? And he's he's yelling at him, and you're like, man, this is a funny. It's a funny satire too. So he's yeah. Screaming at his kids while he's burying another child. Oh my god! And everything, and he's he's screaming at the ornery neighbor, and the ornery neighbor is Brian Cox. Oh wow! Who, who's is always up to do weird, funny shit. Yeah. I had so much respect for him after he did Super Troopers. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone yeah. that would because he, I mean, he's an accomplished kind of Shakespearean actor yeah. who who played. People forget that he was the original Hannibal Lecter. Oh wow! <laughs> and, in the Manhunter movie, and uh, he was so great as this in the uh, as the ornery neighbor. Uh, we had a secret we don't know, and I won't tell it. Uh, so you had this whole thing with Dylan Baker going on, and then you have this really good thing with uh, what's that actress that played uh, uh, Rogue in X Men? Oh, uh, damn the the one that could touch you and take yeah, the life I know, out of you. she's I know, really great. I know who uh, you're talking about. I just don't know her name. Damn, what the hell is her name? I should know her name off the bat. I don't. She was also in True Blood. Anna Paquin. Uh, Anna Paquin. There very go. good. Yeah, she she won an Oscar when she was like eight for that movie Piano. That uh, oh really? Yeah, that uh, Jodie Foster movie. Yeah. Yeah, she won the Oscar. It was I think she was one of the youngest Oscar winners. Oh uh, wow. If not the youngest Oscar winner, and she grew up to do a whole bunch of shit. I don't know what she's been doing lately, but she was in this, and it was a great scene where she's in like the adult teenage group mm-hmm. or older teenager group who are having a party, and uh, they're all dressed like uh, she's dressed like Little Red Riding Hood and. Uh, her friends are dressed like uh, Snow White, and they're all, they all got these great, uh, very um, sexy outfits on, and they're going right. with their boyfriends and everything. And uh, so it was a really crazy, crazy scene. And this might, uh, this will be the one thing I kind of uh, spoil our tad on, but the, uh, the the main thing certainly I won't spoil. And uh, so they're, they get all these guys out to the woods and you're like, oh my god, these bitches are vampires, man. And these bitches are gonna fucking drain these people because you see the teeth, and they're all starting to turn into vampires, oh, wow. and they're attacking these guys and everything. And all of a sudden, you don't you don't realize it uh, that you're like, holy shit, they're not vampires, they're werewolves, and they oh, pull their shit. faces off, oh and just shit, their skins throwing their skin on the ground and their snouts Damn. are crazy and they're moving their heads and their hair and you're like these are the not only are they werewolves they're like the coolest sexiest werewolves you've ever yeah. seen and it was crazy uh, it was like this whole werewolf cult thing I love when they can work the cult aspect into werewolf movies and they do that a lot they, uh-huh. they the most memorable ones probably the howling the howling was very cult like yeah. uh, where they all got together and you thought they were just a bunch of hippies and it turned out they were a bunch of uh, freaking crazy werewolves <laughs> uh, then there was this awesome back story where these kids were uh, going to this uh they were uh, driving to one part of time with, uh, town where there's this huge quarry that apparently, and they show it in, in kind of like a backstory way, uh, where in, um, a school bus full of children, uh, the driver oh, goes shit. crazy and flies over the uh, the quarry and the, yeah. uh, 
the uh, the bus driver kind of uh, jumps out and all the kids die at the bottom. Damn. So they're going to go down there and they're going to look for the kids and Ooh. stuff happens down there, man. It is a crazy that compilation sounds... movie, man. Very similar. Like I said, if you like Creepshow, you like Tales from the Hood, yeah. this is up your alley, man. It's really good. Hell yeah. And you got to see that Sam character at the end, man. He was, he was a little uh, creepy dude, man. It's awesome. So Hell yeah. check it out. 2007's Trick or Treat. All right. Um, so this one, it's, I mean, it's a classic without being a classic. <laughs> it's Jason versus Freddy. Oh, it's cla- I, I think uh, Justin speaks for himself. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and what I mean is, is like, you know, I, I remember being nine, ten years old, you know, having the discussion like who would win, you know, Jason and oh, Freddy the- and... The, the kind of lore behind it was probably bigger than the movie itself. Sure, well, you know, I mean, it's it's to me. It's like know, if they came out with a Hulk versus the Thing movie or Hulk versus the Thor movie. Alien like, versus Predator. Alien versus Predator. You know, yeah. like you were I a sucker lo- for that one too. I love that movie, dude. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you stick any, you put a versus in there. That's why yeah, the Tyson no, fight is so was, appealing I, to you. You're yeah. like, what? I was thinking yesterday, I was like, man, I wish they would have made a RoboCop versus Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta make a versus movie. Murder Farm versus something. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one, dude. Uh, um, so, yeah, I mean, you just have two classic characters, and they just they just got this, you know, the people who, who made this. They just got this wrong. Yeah, well, no, 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 they, they just got together because they knew that people like me no. would pay to go and see this. Mm-hmm. I definitely saw this in the theater. I think it was rushed, if you ask me, and I, I'm a huge fan of both franchises, too. Yeah. And I was kind of skeptical when it came out because I was like, I don't know if this is going to work, but mainly because you're dealing with uh, Paramount against uh, New, New Line. Line at the time. And I think there was a lot of pushback between who's going to get more screen time, who's not, and the script wasn't kind of all there. I think it could have been absolutely incredible, and there's there's definitely scenes in it that are uh, that are worthy. No, no matter what Friday Thirteenth or, or Freddy movie, if you throw in some good death scenes, it's, I mean, it's going to be worth your money yeah. and everything. And maybe you could tell us about a couple of your favorites uh, in there. Um, so, de- I mean, I've got a couple. Like ones when they're at the cornfield, and uh, I forget it totally. I've, Part of it I've pushed out of my head. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so we'll just do a very quick backstory. It's a Friday the Thirteenth, and you know, Nightmare on Elm Street movie. So, group of high schoolers done. Um, yeah. You know, who was more prominent in it? I, it was split pretty well. I feel like those lawyers took care of that shit, man. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like Freddy got more mention in the movie yeah. because, like, without Freddy, Jason couldn't have resurrected mm-hmm. this time because that's what he figured out was that Jason wasn't dead; he was asleep. Yeah, so this was he, after Jason goes to hell too. I think. Yeah, yeah a couple uh, years after. Yeah, um, and so he goes into Jason's dream as Jason's mother and tells him to wake up and go to Elm Street. Mm-hmm. So. So um, that's how the whole thing gets, you know, gets yeah. started. Um, but like he shows up, Jason shows up. They're having this like uh, high school party in the middle of a cornfield. Um, and there's this one guy who's kind of like obnoxious. He's like an obnoxious bro, you know, and uh, he, he turns town represent. Yeah. <laughs> Another murder. Um, <laughs> right. Um, and he like turns around and. uh he he like mocks Jason, you know, which is just dumb. <laughs> and I think Jason like beheads him or something like that. He, and they set Jason on fire and he turns around and runs away and Jason takes the machete and throws it straight through the guy's heart, mm-hmm. you know. So that was a really cool scene. Um, also, when the fight between Jason and Freddy is almost starting, mm-hmm. 
uh, Freddy's in Jason's dreams, and he has him surrounded in water, and he turns into young Jason, and he's super scared. Like, that's a really cool scene. Um, you know, I, I mean, it's it's Jason versus Freddy. The fight between them is good. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand how Freddy couldn't win everything just because he is the. Uh, I mean, he could do what he wants. You know, he does. He's not limited. I. I suppose you could make an argument that Jason's not limited, but I I think once he's a, once he is resurrected in whatever clever way they do, yeah. you can kill him and you can you can throw him down. Whereas Freddy, there's only so much you can do. I mean, they were clever enough in the very first one that when they realized, oh, he's only vulnerable outside the dreams, and and which was true for a lot of uh, the ways. But I think they kind of went a, a away from that eventually in the uh, in the series, didn't they? In the series, I think so. But like in this one, you yeah, know, this is kind of a fractured series. Uh, this. Uh, the, the way this was not really attributed to Friday the 13th or to uh, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, it kind of allowed him to do whatever the hell they yeah, wanted Yeah, it was kind of like a standalone, yeah, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the same thing, I mean, eventually Freddy gets brought to real life, and, yeah. you know, that's when the fight, the real fight happens, you know, and Freddy becomes a, a little bit of a martial arts expert, which is a little <laughs> unbelievable, but I remember seeing it going like, well, yeah. okay. You and they know? got Robert Englund to play him, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Was this, the, this was the last time I think Robert Englund played... Suited up, uh, yeah. Suited up as yeah. Freddy, too. Um, I saw something, but you see, see things about it all the time, where he was like, yeah, we could do one more. Yeah. You know, I'll do one more. And and, he's got makeup on. I yeah, mean, I mean, and honestly, he's gotten older, which would just make him a little more believable to have, you the know... The story is right. You could do him as a grisly kind of Freddy who's just kind of uh, on his last yeah you know just needs to and then you could or even like taking something that would revitalize him and then alter change that into a new Freddy I was not a fan of the uh, uh, the I can't remember the ki- the kid's name the short guy that played uh, Freddy in the reboot Oh, I, I mean, I played Kelly from. Uh, yeah, I can't remember his name either. Didn't like it. I liked some of the backstory that they decided to go on, which which elaborated on like that whole thing where the town hunted them down and, and yeah. uh, brought it back to that whole. Oh yeah, this guy you guys got on T-shirts and everything. You know, he he's a child murderer. Rapist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I liked that story, uh, or, or you know, I like that that version of it. It I definitely. I care for him. I didn't. I think it would have been fine if you had brought in Robert England. You know, when you see that guy doing it for so long. It's yeah. really difficult. It's a lot. It's a little different with Jason when you have a mask on him, where you can't tell if that's not Kane Hodder under right. it or who the hell it is. Yeah. I mean, earlier in the series, you could certainly tell. You were like, man, the guy from number three doesn't look anything like the guy from number four, because they had multiple uh, different actors playing him until they realized, hey, why don't we stick with one guy right. <laughs> for more than like one movie? Uh, but. Right. Like like most people who are Freddie and Jason fans, you got our money no matter what. Yeah, no, I love it. It's like the Tyson Roy Wood fight. Uh, You you got our money. Yeah, Yeah, we're in. Just just get it done with. Just try to get it right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And there were certain things they got right, and just too much stuff stacked against them. You know, I think they 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 really needed an incredible script, or a uh, they could have flipped it. Uh, in like this weird Tarantino way or very similar to how they did it in um, that's what made New Nightmare so great is because they really went out of the box with that and they yeah. were like wait they, it's I remember when it was explained to me, like, the actors are actually playing themselves in the movie. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is that all about? I said, that is crazy and well thought out. Yeah, absolutely. And which, by the way, uh, what's his name? The dad, the yep. cop from the I was going to mention one. him, too. John yeah. Saxton died yep. about a, a week, week and a half ago. Yep. And uh, I love John Saxton, man. I was very upset to uh, see him go. And uh, he was a horror icon, not only for Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. but for uh, Black Christmas. He was amazing in Black Christmas. And for a lot of us kids of the 70s and 80s 
Enter the Dragon, Dragon, man. man. People forget that John Saxon was a legit badass for a while there. And got to, like, act with Bruce Lee. I mean, how many people got to say that I was was in movies with Bruce Lee? Not many, many. you know, because he didn't... didn't, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and and uh, Bola. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. uh, I mean, other than that, there is not a lot of living actors that were part of that or could even say it because Bruce Lee acted with a whole bunch of nobodies. Yeah, you Jackie. Know? I remember telling that Jackie Chan story though mm-hmm. about the time Bruce Lee was making a movie and Jackie Chan was an extra yeah. and he accidentally punched him for real. Oh, nice. And Jackie, you know, like took the sympathy all day and just <laughs> said it was the greatest day of his life getting punched by Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah. Even though Brad Pitt could kiss, kick his ass. Yeah, <laughs> right. Worst yeah. movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right we're gonna go to the next one we're gonna go 2009 man just made the list and this is uh the great sam raimi man who has lived his life in horror the evil dead director uh spider-man uh so many great films he even went off and did some great dramatic stuff like that uh simple uh simple plan really great yeah and this was 2009 drag me to hell god i love this movie man now i think i saw this one but you're gonna have to refresh my memory sure can it it, it, there's a lot of it that reminds me of Thinner, uh-huh. you know, and, and Thinner wasn't done really well. It, that was a classic for nostalgia purposes and everything. But when you rewatch Thinner, it's, yeah, wasn't wasn't done well, and it was before its time. Really, they should not have remade it when they did, because now with special effects and everything, oh, they could wow, turn yeah. that guy into like oh, twenty. My God. Because in the book, I think he got down to like thirty-five pounds, oh, I, which you couldn't even you couldn't do. Yeah, I remember when it was coming out, and me and my mom talking about it. We're like, how the hell are they going to do that movie? Because in the in the book, he got down, man. Yeah. I mean, but it was very similar in that way where. He he was cursed by a gypsy. That's what happened in this movie. Yeah. And you, I got to mention, there is, and Sam Raimi is always tongue in cheek. If you remember, think, uh, think Evil Dead 2, you know, where he, he cut his own arm off, uh, hand off because it got evil, and then his arm was like chasing him around the cabin and right. flipping him off yeah. before it went into mouse holes and shit. Or then the, uh, you know, what was it? The deer on the uh, wall started freaking talking to him and everything and laughing at him. <laughs> Similar to that in this way, a lot of that stuff from Drag Me to Hell really reminiscent to Evil Dead 2. So what you've got is you've got this couple, Allison Lohman, uh, who I haven't seen in many things other than this, and uh, uh, opposite Justin Long, who Justin Long's uh, obviously he's, he's great in everything. Yeah. He, he plays that every man really well. And he was great in Tusk, and I, I still remember him back from the uh, the PC Mac commercials that he used to do. Oh yeah, I, I or love John McClane's uh, sidekick. Yeah, and, I love him in Waiting. He's good in Waiting. Yeah, I haven't seen Waiting in a while. That's, That's the Ryan one. Reynolds one, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what's going on is she works at a bank. They have a normal life. She wants to kind of uh, advance her position at the bank. She can tell that she's she's really going against this one guy that at, uh, that the uh, the bank manager really likes, and that she's got to kind of go to the next level to kind of show off what she can do. And David Palmer is the uh, the bank manager, played brilliantly by him. He's he's awesome. I, I love when they put him in films. And uh, so there's this one gypsy lady who comes in, and she's, like, uh, late on her rent payments and everything, and they've already given her a couple extensions. Yeah. And she's begging the woman. She's like, you got to help me. I'm going to be out on, the, uh, on my ear. And so she says, well, let me see what I can do, and goes to talk to the bank manager. And the bank manager says, well, we've already given her two extensions. He says, this is the type of hard decisions I was talking about when you when I was telling you about that uh, 
that raise you yeah. get. So I'm leaving it up to you. And oh. she goes into the other room and says, we've already given you a couple extensions. There's nothing we can do. I'm really sorry. And she's like, no, you, you, you don't understand. I'm begging you. She gets on her uh, yeah. knees and she's begging her and, she, and grabs her by her legs and she pulls away and uh, uh, she looks up at her and says, you shame me. Yeah. And then they have to drag her out of the fucking place. Ooh. Well, she feels obviously like shit, but she did the right thing. And that's what the bank manager said. I says, I'm proud of you. You did, you did the right thing. That's what you need to do. That's what this uh, position is going to take. She's yeah. like, all right, you advance your career, but what is it going to come from that? Yep. So then she goes and picks up her, and she goes into the parking garage, and that old woman's in, like, the back of her car. Yeah. And she's screaming at her, and there's a whole scene where, like, she goes to punch her, and uh, Allison Loman's hand, whole arm goes down her throat in, like, a comical way, and then she coughs it up, and uh, there's a lot of weird stuff like that. And uh, she kicks her out of the uh, the car, and they're having this huge balls-out fight in the parking garage, where eventually... Uh, it goes all the way down to the gypsy woman grabbing a button on uh, right. Allison Lohman's thing That's and puts right. it up to her mouth and says, I curse you. And he says, and soon you will be begging for uh, begging um, me, begging me yeah. to help you. Yep. And then hands it back to her and the screams and her teeth are like friggin' sharp and she basically disappears. Yeah. Uh, and then from that point on, whew, Allison Lohman's life is fucked up. And yeah. And so I remember that, but I don't remember much about what happens. I remember the end. She seeing shit. Big time. There's a great scene where she goes and has dinner at, at Justin Long's parents' house, and she's seeing stuff in the soup, uh-huh. and she's seeing stuff coming out, and she's reacting to it and screaming, and the family's like, who the fuck is this crazy bitch you sent you brought here for yeah. dinner? Because they all think she's crazy, and she's right. seeing stuff at the house, and she eventually has to go to, like, the, uh, uh, I, I like to say the Candyman type character, because uh, or the... Um, Who's the guy who plays Candyman? Um, I can't. Damn, it's Candyman. Tony Man. Todd. There you go. Yeah. Tony Todd in like that uh, that Hatchet movie. He plays that classic character that knows everything. Yeah. That is going to explain to you how things go. Yeah. Well, she, he goes to that character. It's he's the guy with the. He's like a little thicker and he's got a beard. Remember, he was in Avatar. He was the one that put all those guys in the avatars and everything. Uh, mm. You'd recognize him if you've seen him. He's a very famous looking character actor. Well, she goes to him and he knows everything and he's like, "Oh, you've been cursed, man, and you've been cursed with a bad fucking curse," and. Uh, it's like a demon that's going to rip your soul apart. You have to get this thing out of you. And uh, eventually takes him to this exorcist. And this part of the movie was awesome. It was probably one of my favorite exorcism scenes ever because it went just like next level. And when you knew it was going to be crazy is they're all sitting at this like seance area and you got this old kind of gypsy woman who's going to uh, exorcise them. Uh, they have another guy that's going to help out there and then they have the uh, the guy from Avatar that's uh, there with her. And then they bring out a goat. And a full-size goat. Yeah. And he's sitting at like the seance table with them. And the idea was they're going to draw the demon out. They're gonna, he's, she's going to put the demon in herself mm-hmm. and she's powerful enough that she can hold the demon and then she's going to put her hand on the goat's head right. that will go in the goat and then the other guy will be there with a the hatchet and kill the goat boom easy Done. as hell right. sounds complicated to me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was extremely complicated because they didn't realize how strong the demon was and it goes in the woman and then the woman uh, is like floating in the air screaming at, at them it's an intense scene yeah. eventually gets it in the goat and the goat starts turning its head and talking very similar to the evil dead 2 goat on the the wall oh, the deer right. on the wall yeah and uh then the the one guy comes at it with the uh, hatchet and it goes into him and they have to kill him and oh god it's so intense man and it, it comes down to this like crazy and i'm not going to spoil it but it comes down to one of the most crazy intense chaotic endings that only last for a like it's like a 
everything seems calm and nice, and then something happens, and it lasts for like two minutes. Yeah. And to the point where it's the music is so pumped, and then all of a sudden, boom, the title card, Drag Me to Hell, comes up, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. That is how you end a movie right there. Yeah. Right? If, I'll just say... It, Something about a train station, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it takes place at a train station. Yeah. Ah, so great. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun, man. It was one of those movies that was uh, horrifying and had a lot of horror in it, but had the perfect amount of silliness to it that kind of made it palatable, palatable to, uh, to really kind of swallow. And it had been a time where there wasn't a whole lot of, like unique horror movies mm-hmm. and it and it took like one of those great horror classic guys like I'm still waiting for John Carpenter to come back oh, and do something awesome. man because he, he's contributing I mean he contributed with the Halloweens and, and stuff like that even with the music and stuff like that but I would love because Wes Craven's gone man we don't have Wes Craven I anymore I mean we still got if you think in the horror great we still have uh, William uh, Freakin we, uh, who's famous for The Exorcist we still got John Landis who's not doing anything I know we still got John Carpenter's not doing anything these guys could come back with a killer, killer story, man. I mean, they, they're visionaries, so... Mel Brooks is still out Mel there. Brooks is... No, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, barely. I mean, yeah, get it no. out now, Mel. Yeah. You lost your partner there. Uh, but yeah, 2009, Drag Me to Hell, man. Really good horror movie. You're a horror person. Yeah, I remember that being I, being better than I expected yeah, it to be. Yeah, it was way better. Um, I, I would say, like, expectation-wise, it was probably close to um, Happy Death Day. Yeah, I you loved know? Happy Death Oh, no, Day, I though. did, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it was just kind of like one of those, like, all right, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. And then afterwards being like, man, I'm glad I, I watched I watched the that. second one. Did you watch the second Happy Death Day? Yeah, I did. It, it was, was clever. It wasn't as good. Yeah. It wasn't as good. But yeah. I liked seeing those characters again. But it was so all over the place time-wise where yeah. you're like, you got to enjoy it just for that. Yeah. Uh, it was it was more fun than anything. You're getting berated by some shit here. I know, right? It, it, something always happens outside in the backyard pot. Welcome to Something's Florida. Something's falling from the trees in Florida. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's not money, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, all right, so this next one uh, is 2002's 28 Days Later. Ah, oh, 28 Days Later, yeah, man. This is classic. I know I'm, we've mentioned this before a couple of times, but I mean... Hey, I'm all about talking about 28 Days Later. Uh, I go back and forth which one I like better, 28 Weeks and 28 Days. They both me, have so many great elements. You to almost, me, it's 28 Days. Really? Yeah. That's it. God, I keep going back, and I, I'd have to watch them back and forth. There's so many elements that I would miss from one and another. I love the actors in 28 Days Later. I mean, you got Brandon Gleason, Killian Murphy. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of, oh, what's his name? Uh, Christopher Eccleston, is that his name? Yep. yep. And he, he was so great in this. Yeah, and, why don't you tell us a little bit about 28 Days Later? So, basically, the main character, uh, Killian, Murphy, Killian Murphy, Very is... Walking Dead before the Walking Dead exactly. came out, to be honest Absolutely. Like, almost to the point where the 28 Days Later people are going to sue some motherfuckers I know, right? Because uh, we made this in 2002. Yeah. Like... I, specifically, the scene where he wakes up in the hospital mm. and walks out. I mean, that was Rick. That's true, <laughs> that, yeah. That was I, Rick. <laughs> I, admittedly, I've only seen two episodes of The Walking Dead. But, oh, it was like... good, man, for what, when it... Till a point, it yeah. was good. Yeah, yeah. Um... But, yeah, um, so he wakes up in the hospital, and basically, like, I love that part where he's just walking around going, hello. Yeah. He's such a great actor, and this might have been the first thing we saw him in. It was the first thing I saw him yeah, in, for I, sure. Yeah, I think most people saw him in this first, but if, if you're listening, you don't know Killian Murphy, and he was amazing in Red Eye, That's which we haven't talked a lot Eye. about. Uh, which I lent my mom, and she loved. It was one of those classic thriller kind of... That was a Wes Craven movie that you didn't even realize it was a Wes Craven movie. I didn't, yeah. Uh, but he was also great as the Scarecrow yep. in the Batman movies. Sunshine, he was really great in. Um, 
trying to think what else Killian Murphy was in. Yeah, he's good in just about uh, everything Inception. he's in. He's great in oh, everything. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's a very Christopher Nolan guy. Christopher Nolan tries to work him in movies he can. This was Danny Boyle, we should mention. Oh, okay. Uh, really good Danny Boyle movie. Um, and so he basically, he wakes up. He's he, there's he's in the hospital, but he's the only one there. Like That's creepy in everyone, itself, man. Yeah, everyone is gone. And he's just kind of wandering around aimlessly. I had COVID. I fell asleep. Yeah. Oh and then I woke God. up. <laughs> Come on. Oh, that'd be it's terrible. It's got to happen, man. Oh, I guess eventually it will. <laughs> it could be 28 months later. Yeah, know, right? <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. Um, so, yeah. So, and like, now, he's wandering around screaming, you know, looking for people. But, like, he doesn't really even run into a zombie yeah. for a little while. He's, we did skip over that that killer opening oh yeah that, that dude. showed with us all the headlines and everything uh, no like well that. with the monkey in the cage oh, when them br- right. go breaking into the lab very 12 monkeys oh man it was scary though because they they basically created their own the kind rage of disease virus. they called it the rage virus yeah and that was one of my favorite things where it was like a, a bunch of uh like hippie animal activists break in and they're they're gonna release the animals oh my god the poor monkeys yeah but not realizing what the monkeys have been injected with uh. I, I love the the orderly who comes in and we're like you can't let them out you yeah. can't let them out man they've been infected really badly too and they they show you what it's capable of because remember when he he opens the door and the monkey comes at him and everything and it bites the guy and then at that point you realize whatever this is it takes like seven or eight seconds it's quick it's quick and we that was what the killer if you're going to come up with a new vampire movie a new zombie movie a new werewolf movie you need an element that you haven't seen before and that was what it was with 28 days later the speed well yeah and and the, the fast uh, how fast it is you got infected. And that's uh, the, another prime example of that is when they're at the uh, army barracks and that's supposedly deserted mm-hmm. and the soldiers end up coming out um, and one guy looks up and there's a crow above him. And a, Brandon Gleason's a, character. Yeah, yeah, a drop of blood lands in his eye. And, like, I mean, it's it's 10 it's seconds. It's 10 seconds. They yeah. count down at some point. And he has enough time to say, get my little girl away from me. Yeah. Remember? Mm-hmm. And then after that, and he's a big dude. Lights out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, I mean, basically, this is just his character, you know, finding his way through. Yeah, we're a, following him through the whole movie, basically. Yeah, um, and he runs into people, and, and people make it, and people don't, yeah. you know. Some really and, good characters. That black chick was so good in this yeah, movie. Yeah, Naomi. Uh, yeah, um, she is really good. I don't know what else she's done. Naomi Harris. Yep, I've seen her in several things. Yeah. Um, and uh, she was great in it. I love the scene where she they meet up, Killian meets up with her and her partner, and her partner gets infected. And I love that it was after they kind of, they reveal that they've been through some stuff together and they have some laughs and everything. But then that zombie jumps through the window and bites him. And she did not hesitate in a fucking yep. second. First of all, she cut his arm off. She That's what I was going to say. Didn't she off. cut the arm off and first, And they waited right? a couple more seconds to see if that took. So yeah. I guess if, you do, if you're do, if you quick and it's yeah. an appendage, you can get oh. that fucker off. Uh, but then he turned and she has no hesitation of it. And yeah. Killian like, hadn't seen that before. Right. I, I think this was after or right before... Brandon Gleason really this was one of the roles that I loved him in because he played a really sweet nice guy and he that's not always the case with Brandon Gleason he's yeah. really good at playing a bad guy and a good guy yeah but he saved their lives at yeah. that point remember he uh, they he allows them to get into their apartment building and I love that image of him you know wearing the SWAT outfit absolutely get inside in the red light. now yeah. he's got the shield and everything and he's got to take uh, zombies out and <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, and that's what it is. It's a zombie. The one thing also that we haven't mentioned too is the speed of the zombies. Like it's insane. Balls out 
110% yeah. running yeah. at every moment. The only know? other movie that's similar to that, and it was after this movie, this movie kind of started that kind of uh, trend, and then uh, Zombieland really took it over, too. Those were fast-ass yeah. zombies, too. Um, World War Z, yeah. they were fast, too. Another thing that 28 Days Later really kind of shined the light on that was also very, get your lawyers ready, <laughs> the, the Walking Dead was the fact that the towards the end, you realize, oh, the zombies aren't the only scary thing out here. It's yeah. the people that have not had food or sex or haven't seen they brought the most be- beautiful woman that probably is left in the world yeah. to their encampment with a bunch of like horny soldiers yeah and you could see it immediately you can oh, see yeah. it. you're like and, and even with brendan gleason's daughter who's like 12 they're yeah. like oh my oh, god they're god. looking at the 12 year old now and you're like wow you guys took these people into the wrong place and yeah that for me and i i had no problem with that when they did that with walking dead because to me that's scarier than zombies oh yeah, yeah you could stay away from zombies you hide up but the people that are really kind of are trailing people like the road where they're looking for food. Yeah, or Book of Eli. <laughs> yeah, Book of know? Eli and all those movies. It's 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 scary, man. There's a Negan everywhere. Yeah, and exactly. He's going to take you down. <laughs> Somebody's looking to eat you on both sides. <laughs> you know. Uh, it was a fantastic movie though. Really, yeah, really good. definitely. All right, this is the next movie, and this was a remake. And I, I'm always, like, hot and cold on this one because I like the original, but the original was so nostalgic and cheesy as shit that I had no problem with being remade, mm. and it took me a while to really warm up to it. Uh, and even even my cousin t- took my cousin to say, man, you need to give it some second glances on this one because it's a really fantastic movie. And it's a major thing for my, su- my uh, cousin to say because his mom was the original was like one of her favorite movies of all time and she's scared to death of it and would never watch it uh-huh. to the point if you brought it up she would be uh, trouble oh, wow. and, and it's not scary at all she just saw it when she was like four or something right, like yeah. that and that was 13 Ghosts so the original 13 Ghosts okay. came out in like 53, 54 and then this one came out in 2001 like three weeks after 9-11 now this is the one Michael um, uh, no um What's his name from uh, Scream? Matthew Lillard. Yeah, him and... Uh, Monk. Monk. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. And uh, F. Murray Abraham. And And, uh, the girl. Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah. um, From uh, American Pie. Well, no, it wasn't her. I thought it was... No, Shannon Elizabeth definitely on this. Oh, really? Yeah, she played uh, Monk's daughter. Oh, you know what? I'm yeah. thinking of House on Haunted Hill uh, yeah. for the so other actors. So many people actress. confuse them, yeah. man. Yeah. House on Haunted Hill, The Haunting, and 13 Ghosts all blend together. Yeah, they really do. They, they, I don't know why. It's They're very similar. The actors are very similar, and but they really, if you watch them, they're really nothing alike. Right, yeah. <laughs> Well, the original 13 Ghosts, and I'll t- give you a little kind of thing, because they did give it a good kind of homage in several ways in this, and they, they updated it clearly that needed to be updated. But like I said, if you watch that old one, cheesy as hell, man. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's like watching Leave it to Beaver horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's all about the... It's William Castle. It's an old school... They're all living in this house, and the house is haunted by, like, 13 ghosts. And right. You don't know who the 13th is, but they're showing the 12th one. And actually, the, the ghosts that they show, it's very similar to... Um, the Haunted Mansion ride at Disney, <laughs> yeah. where they look like they're in the car right with, you. with that's, you. That's yeah. how it was done. It was done with that like projection type style, but you could tell under the projection there was some good makeup there and masks. It was uh-huh. it was creepy, and you saw headless people that were just continuously chopping like meat in the kitchen. When you right. went in the kitchen, you saw that and everything, and you could only see them when you had glasses on. Right. So you could be standing right next to one of the creatures and not realize it until you put the glasses on. Yeah. Well, that element they left in it, which I thought was ingenious. What yeah. they updated it was the house was like hot. High tech. Oh, yeah. Like crazy high tech. Well, the movie started out where F. Murray Abraham is like this crazy adventurer, and Matthew Lillard is a, uh, and if you don't know Matthew Lillard, he's a really funny guy from Scream. He was great Hackers. in uh, uh, SLC Punk. Hacker yeah. is so great. He was good in that new show, Good Girls. I love Matthew Lillard. He's really 
it brings a lot to it. They usually cast him in a um, in a role really well where he could play that. Uh, you know, I'm feeling woozy over here, man. <laughs> that kind of stuff. And he has one of my favorite lines in this movie, too, where he explains to them that there's ghosts in the basement. And they said, oh, let's go to the basement. Yeah. And he's like, did I, did I miss, did you miss the point where yeah. I told you there was a fucking petting zoo down yeah. there? <laughs> really funny. Uh, he had so many great one-liners. So you got F. Murray Abraham and Matthew Lillard, who's like a psychic. And Matthew Lillard is helping F. Murray Abraham find these 12 ghosts. Right. And he doesn't even realize there's a 13 ghost. And there's, apparently there's a 13 ghost, and if you get the 13 ghost, it opens a realm and hell opens up. And yeah. that's kind of what F. Murray Abraham wants to do. He's kind of the end of the world type guy. And Matthew right. Lillard's helping him, but doesn't realize that. So at the beginning of the movie, we're seeing him capture one of the ghosts. And then it goes... It, it goes ahead, and you realize they, they show, uh, I call him Monk, but I guess it's Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. Uh, Tony Shalhoub and his family, his daughter is uh, uh, Shannon Elizabeth, which is confusing because they almost looks like it should be his wife when, when you're seeing him interact together. Yeah. But when you're really thinking about it, you're like, all right, I guess he could be his, her, her daughter, yeah. his daughter. And uh, they're, they're living in squalor. They have, a, uh, uh, they have uh, this really funny black girl who uh, works at the house with the kids and everything and is kind of uh, the housekeeper. And uh, you can tell that they're unhappy with their living conditions. It's all cramped and everything. And then all of a sudden they get a note from their uh, – they get a lawyer shows up at the door. And yeah. he says, oh, I got your uncle's will here, and you've been left in your uncle's will, and I'm going to play it for you right now. Yeah. And uh, he plays it for him and says, hey, I'm leaving you my house. Uh, and uh, – the Tony Shalhoub's like, man, I've met him like twice in my life, and I heard he squandered all his money away. And he was like, well, he didn't. He put it all in this house, and now the house is yours. And right. it's like this crazy high-tech house. Get dressed. I'm going to take you there, and I'm going to show it to you. So the house is like this completely like inside. It's this high-tech almost glass house where it's it's amazing. It's probably one of – and I, I had heard rumors that um, – that Ebert ripped it apart for several things, but he also said it was one of the best production designs he had ever oh, wow. seen on a horror movie. Yeah. And I agree with him. You're watching this movie, you're like, who the hell? This is where all the money went. Oh, yeah. This and the special effects, because there were rooms that were completely clear, and uh, there was like different like mechanical things, like gears and stuff that yeah. would open up, and the floors would drop, and it was like this crazy haunted house. Yeah, and it like turned into a maze, basically. It was a, it was a crazy maze where was, uh, certain things could be locked down. It was and, like that thing that they use for cows that kind of steers them into the end. You know what yeah. I mean? And they don't know it until they're there. Yeah. And like, ugh. So when they get to the house, Matthew Lillard's outside pretending to be the electrician. Yeah, and he's like, I gotta right. come in, I gotta straighten some stuff out and everything, and they let him in, not realizing that he has some connection with F. Murray Abraham. And and they're looking at the house, and Shannon Elizabeth loves it. And uh, not that they don't realize that, uh, and Matthew Lillard doesn't even realize that he's got all the uh, ghosts in the basement, right? And that he, it's set to like release at some point, and they they get released at different points in yeah. the movie too. The first two ghosts are released, then the three and four, and you're waiting for the twelfth ghost to come out. That's right. It's a clock. Yeah, it's like a clock. That's what the house it, is. Yeah, and it's it's constantly moving and things are constantly happening and you've also got these ghost hunters it's one woman who's a ghost hunter that comes into the house gets in there to help them out and everything so after a while Matthew Lillard has to tell him what's going on he's like these are the glasses there's several of them one of my favorite scenes from this whole movie is where Shannon Elizabeth is checking out her room do you uh-huh. remember this scene one Vaguely. of the ghosts is a completely naked, fake boobs, like crazy fake boobs. She's completely pale, and she's kind of got like black eyes, and she's got slashes all over her body. Uh-huh. And so they, they show her walking the hallways and everything. Well, there's a scene where she, 
Shannon Elizabeth is not wearing the glasses, so she doesn't know that this girl's in the room with her. And she's in the tub. She's in the tub, like, taking a bath. Yeah. And Shannon Elizabeth is running the water, and they're showing the the audience what, if she was wearing the glasses, what she would be seeing, which is, a, is like, a bathtub filled with blood. Blood, yeah. With this naked hot chick, just very curious, looking at her up like she's a dog or something like that, yeah. as she's running her hands in the water, and the water's completely covered with blood. And Shannon Elizabeth's flashing in her face, not realizing it's blood and everything, yeah. or what's going on, and then Tony Shalhoub interrupts. And uh, there was a lot of those types of elements in the movie. Yeah. It was also a great element where uh, Matthew Lillard watched his death happen before it happened by that big black guy who was like had all had that all makeup this, on yeah, and he everything. Was, he was probably my favorite of all the ghosts. There was that one that had the cage on his on his head. Yeah, that he was, was nuts a, that was too. A crazy or the, one too, the witch man. that was that scratched up yep. Shannon Elizabeth, yep, yep. I think. You oh, know, man, it was it was fun, man. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, man. it was. And. I, I understand a lot of people don't like remakes, but this is a, a lot of those old black and white movies. They need to be remade. This people people aren't going to watch that. Yeah, I mean, and they're not taking that movie from you. You can go and watch that, but it, it's hard to get people to, into those old black and white movies, especially people today. They're not going to watch that. Shit. No, and I think I, one thing that could have because I thought this was a really good movie too. Um, but I think one thing that could have made it better. Mm-hmm. Was to have given it an R rating and yeah. get some gore. Was it not rated R? No, I, I mean they had I'm the almost, nudity in with that girl in it. I think it was PG thirteen. Probably was. Um, I mean, you could have get away with a little bit of that. Yeah, because that's the thing is like, because that guy with the with the nails all stuck in him that you were talking about. You know what I mean? Like I mean, he could have just to make sure. Yeah, I mean, um, and I may be wrong, but like if it was an R, they should have gone a lot harder on that. As far as like the violence in the movie and stuff could have been. Um, but I, you know, I thought that the, uh, the movie itself was still fantastic either way. No, it was radar. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I thought for sure. I know that it must've been from that nudity. And I mean, there were some, uh, some, uh, gross out scenes and everything, but yeah. it was fun. It was really good. And you don't get to see Tony Shalhoub outside of TV much. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while you'll see him and it's, it's always kind of a pleasure. Honk, when he pops up. honk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Love> Tony. <laughs> All right, what you got? All right, um, so this guy actually is going to double up on the list here. Um, this is Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Ooh, Corpses. Oh, man. This, was, this is on the list there with movies that change shit. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I don't know what year this was. I got Damn, it. man. Uh, I should know. It must have been 2000, and it could be 2001, right? 2003. 2003. Yeah. I saw it three times in the theater. Did you? It was one of those movies that you were like, holy crap, this is huge. Yeah. And everyone in the... Because I'm... I'm always deep into the horror genre, man. And fans of the horror genre all like the same thing, and they all want the same thing. And it's it's a real shame that unless you're a huge horror fan making these movies, you don't get what people want. Yeah. And and Zombie gave people what they want. Oh, yeah. And granted, it was an unofficial remake of... Of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, with, without a doubt, it was a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. You think? Uh, oh, absolutely. Okay. He, he even straight up says it was Texas Chainsaw oh, really? Massacre. And, and if you look at the elements of the movie, it almost goes around the same. Well, because then kind he also went and made Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, no, so, he didn't do that. Uh, I thought Zombie no, did. No, the, Zombie didn't do. Oh, Texas. really? I yeah. thought he did the remake on that. It might have been better if he had. Yeah, it would have been. <laughs> uh, but. This was his Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. I mean, when you look at it with the uh, even the the wearing the uh, the flesh on your bones, having it at the dinner or, or that big ceremony kind of at the end. That's it, true. Yeah. It was it was very Texas, but you didn't mind because it was different enough that it was uh, 
and had a lot of great moments in it, man. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit some of your favorites? We've talked to House of a Thousand Corpses before, but I'm always willing to talk about it. Let's talk some Sid Haig. Yeah. How long's a piece of string? Yeah. Too damn long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Captain and I, I, I love the uh, the scene where the guys come in to rob him. Oh, at the beginning, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's the very beginning, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, they come in to rob him, and then uh, the, the little guy who's... Yeah, he's great in... Um... Michael pa- Pallard. Pollard? Yeah. Michael yeah. Pollard, man. He's really good. Yeah. He's, he's old school, man. Yeah, he was well, in uh, Bonnie and Clyde oh, and a really? lot of old he's school He's in Scrooge, stuff. too. Yep, Scrooge. He was um, really good in Scrooge. Uh, yeah. He played one of the bums. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, yeah, so these two guys come in to rob Sid Haig, who's, you know, like you said, Captain Spaulding. Yeah. He's got his, his infamous, now infamous makeup, you yeah. know, that, God, that... That makeup made I it through quite the, a few movies. You want to talk about the one big thing they sh- they should have done, and they should have done it a year or two after this came out? Captain Spaulding movie. It should have oh. been called Captain Spaulding. Wow. Sid Haig would have been in it, and it's too late now, yeah. and it would have been amazing. They could do it as a prequel and have somebody play younger Captain Spaulding when he started out and when he first started that roadside stand and everything, yeah. and he knows all about Dr. Satan and stuff. Oh, that would be good. That's that a good be, idea right that there. That would be pretty good, actually. Zombie, do it. Yeah, I right? should mention before you continue, too, and this was where Zombie was very similar, and he still is in a lot of ways, to Quentin Tarantino, where he loves to use the 70s actors that don't get enough play anymore. Yeah. Sid Haig is a huge 70s actor. Michael Pollard, huge. Karen Black uh, was in this, Was is a huge 70s uh, actor. You've got... Um, What's the guy who played the sheriff in it? He was really good because he's from Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. If you mentioned his name, I'd be able to uh, confirm it. Uh, I'm uh, looking forward here. I know Otis is in this one too, right? Otis was in this, but he wasn't as huge. I mean, he did Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. That was his big thing. Otis was in this. Otis is his character in this. Yeah, that's right. See, sorry. You're not wrong. Um, uh, yeah, yeah I can't think of his name. It'll, it'll come to me. Yeah, he was really good. He was in Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. He was his partner was Walton Goggins, who was awesome and everything. Yeah, I'm not seeing him on this particular list. Also, had a couple actors that were up and coming that hadn't hit it yet. The guy from The Office, uh, Rain Wilson. Yeah, Rain yeah. Wilson, and also had uh, Chris Hardwick. Right uh, before he became famous on that Talking Dead and the, uh, the podcast, The Nerdist, and everything he was in. Also, uh, Matthew McGorry played Tiny. Ah, oh, he's so good. Dude. I never knew his real name. That's yeah. great that you mentioned um, his real name. He's he's incredible. And big then, Fish. He's great. Yeah, in big dude, fish, he's man. so great in Big Fish, yeah. and I'm so glad they gave he's him such that a, role. He's such a lovable character in everything he does. It's like he can't even play. a balls out. Even in this gore fest horror movie, yeah. you know, he's just the 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 way he's he's just amazing. Yeah, we should mention this isn't a horror movie for just anybody. This is like yeah. This is bloody. This is this is next level horror. If you got to be a next level horror guy to really fully enjoy House of a Thousand Corpses. And I mean, you know, and I thought Sherry Moon did a good job in oh, this. Oh, I too. loved her. In she this. was. She I was loved really her. I'm not going to talk smack. And if you were to work another zombie movie, maybe I, I'll talk smack. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved her in this. Yeah. Not only was she like unbelievably hot in this movie. I mean, she was. Uh, she was unbelievably crazy. She was crazy. Yeah. She, I, and that voice and oh the laugh. It, it just got old after a while. Right. But it yeah. wasn't at this point. Again, it was like, you know, her character Good story, remained Uber. the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I um, say that to my wife all the time, and she has no idea what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> Why'd you call me Goober? <laughs> I'll keep your secret. <laughs> um, so again, you know, now this is just group of teenagers or mid-20s, you know, group of kids coming along. Um, and their, their whole point is, is they're going across the country finding like weird side of the road type mm-hmm. places. Um, so they come in to Sid, Sid Haig's shop 
um, who has a ride, and I can't remember the name of the ride. Maybe it's like Hall of Murderers yeah, or something, something like something that. Like that. Um, but he tells them, you know, about the the infamous Doctor Satan. Mm. Oh man, Doctor Satan, Doctor Satan. <laughs> you know, uh, I love this movie. Man. Oh, dude, no, it's good. It's so man. good. Um, and he takes them on the ride and everything, and they they come out, and you know, they're really excited, and they fi- he does say during the ride that the tree that they hung Dr. Satan from is like not more than a stone's throw away from here, you know? And so they end up leaving, trying to find it. And I think that's where they pick up Sherry moon, isn't it? Yeah. Well, they get a, uh, the flat, uh, no, they pick up Sherry moon and then they get the flat because the, uh, the native American guy shoots the tire out. That's right. And then they break down and she's like, Oh, my brother has a car. He can come uh, pick us up. Yeah. And uh, that's, yeah, that's when it happens. That's when things all start going. And you're right. At that point, it is very uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, yeah, yeah. You there know? is a lot of elements in it. Not that it's it's not a straight up fucking uh, uh, steel, but, but it's it, it's got that element. Too. Yeah. Um, you know, the dinner scene is there and and stuff like that. But I'll tell you, man. And and you know, obviously, one by one, terrible things. You know, <sighs> crazy man. Once they once they get them, and you see Sherry Moon kind of ruthlessly, her and Otis just. It's the it's almost the dialogue that's even more creepy than it is. It is because you know. they're so normal with it. They're so yeah. normal with like it. Like you it's, could tell these guys are killing everybody that they come across. Everyone. And they have a great time doing it. Like they are looking forward to it's, this. It's very uh Texas Chainsaw yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. You know, it is like, like that too. And they just have him and Sherry Moon have the same dynamic as, yep. you know, Otis and Leatherface, yeah. you know. And uh what's his uh, I'm trying to think of Otis's name in Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. It, it's a crazy name. I it's, can't uh, remember it. Damn, it's like Head or something like that. Flat top. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's got the uh, yeah, he's, he's got, got the, the metal, that, piece. That metal piece in yeah. his head, man. He, you could tell, and I think a lot of people, a lot of diehard horror fans, thought that it was too similar to see Otis like that. But yeah. after a while, they realized uh, this is a different character. Now, it's good. House of a Thousand Corpses goes down. It's the first base. Basically, it's the first of those three trilogy. Right? Yeah, it's a trilogy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it does stand on its own. Yeah. Uh, the second one. Yeah, the second one, third one, you really do have to see uh, in order to really fully enjoy them. And yeah. th- they're not as good. For me, they're not as good as... Uh, I, a lot of people think that that second one, uh, Devil's Rejects, yeah. is fucking w- the best of the bunch. I don't think it is. I think it's good. Yeah. I don't think it's as good as House Without. I think, Horses. honestly, the, the... They go in order. Yeah, they me. go in order. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, But I'll tell you, so as the the remaining survivors are running and they put them down underground yeah. into that oh, maze my God, and dude. it just keeps going and going and further than you really are comfortable with yeah. i was scared in the no, theater no. watching it yeah i mean when it comes to the to what happens yeah. at the ending in that room it's the music it's the dialogue it's the intenseness and like you said the cavalier attitude of the people at the house oh my God. like when they put them in the rabbit suit when they put them oh in the rabbit suit yes. and you hear run rabbit run yeah and it oh. just makes them run in the field and sherry moon with that laugh is chasing her with that knife and yeah. then licking the knife and you're like what the hell is happening here and then in this is where they find all the cars right isn't that the same or you see or the cars like when because they they have a toe seat. No, that's Texas Chainsaw. Oh, see, see? Yeah. the two. Because you're right. They're so they're so they're, similar. They're very close. You know? It's um, that psychotic family. Yeah. You know that psychotic family that is just beyond psychotic. Yeah. That they'll just you think of when you think of that Midwest out of the uh, elements one sheriff town who who knows that family that's crazy and just decides to leave them alone. That's why you don't stop in the middle of Texas yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Yep. You just keep going. It's similar. It's like you, you think of like uh, Hills Have Eyes yep, has like exactly. a quality with that and everything. But 
it was enjoyable, and there was some funny elements to it. And the Captain Spaulding, that like I said, that's a missed opportunity, man. They yeah. should have Captain Spaulding, and they still prequel. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I'm always looking forward to Sergeant Rob Zombie. Spaulding. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad this trilogy is closed. Yeah, because I think Rob Zombie could do his own movie, man. He doesn't have to always do a remake. Yeah, you know, because he has a, a very strong kind of sense of what's horrifying and what's good. And uh, my cousin absolutely hated the redo. Uh, the three to hell. Oh, really? Did not like it at all. Really? I thought it had a couple good elements. It wasn't as good as the other two, but it was zombie. It was, I, I mean, it was what you expected. I felt like it was also. I thought it was great. It was I, more torture porn than yeah. Than I think we were used to. I think it was very um, Tarantino in the fact of uh, what was the one? Dust till dawn. Yeah. When they're in the hotel room, I feel like it was just that played out with some psychotic fucking people. Yeah. You know? That was a little too far for me. I think that part was a little real for people where yeah. they just kidnapped this couple that did absolutely nothing wrong oh, and just wanted to embarrass them in front of their significant other or in yeah. and, and, and every way possible. And you were like, this is just making me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I said, there better be a good kind of payoff to it. And it, it, it usually isn't for the victim. You're like, oh my God, these poor fuckers. Yeah. You know, and it's horrifying. You don't want to see you. And, and that's really a horrifying thing for me because you can easily easily put yourself into it you know you you and your significant other take one wrong turn open the door to the wrong person or yep. do that and then you're uh naked in your living room that's why doing I, the bidding of I hate to admit it but i am not as nice you know as i used to be in situations like that yeah like, yeah you're dude, not willing to, to pull over for I somebody used to pick or, somebody up yep. and drive them to the gas Absolutely. station bring them back you know whatever i pick up hitchhikers you know yep. Dude, these days... You, you see someone with a flat, you want to help them out? Because, you know, the thing is, is 99.9% of people have a cell phone, yep. and I'm not a mechanic. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. like, you, you got your Yeah, it was a little different back in the day where I, I had been picked up. I had broken down on the highway before and been picked up by people. Yeah. Oh, I've hit And my, I accepted it. I yeah. accepted the ride. I jumped right in the car as yeah. a kid, you yeah. know, 13. Like, yeah, I'm going here. Hop, you know, hop on you, in. You okay. could do it. I mean, you're still taking a major risk. Yeah. I mean, you, you hear about it all the time, but... Uh, it's yeah. scary, man. So when someone brings that real life horror yeah. to the uh, the table, and I think that was what was different about Devil's Rejects and with the other one, Three to Hell. Uh, Three to Hell. Uh, it was too real life. Yeah. Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses was was crazy. And yeah. It was wild, yeah. and it w couldn't have happened uh, to anybody. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope. I mean, but there was some supernatural element that really came. <coughs> excuse yeah. me. Came through at the end. Yeah. But good. All right, my next one. And this takes uh, this takes us into an element which is, where it, it goes really well with uh, what we were just talking about of an element that you don't want to put your position in, and when it happens, it's horrible. And this is really it was based on a true story. It's horrifying, and I've fucked a lot of people up with this movie. Oh, great! <laughs> I've recommended this to people who have not listened to my recommendation since then. But I have I've. When I lent them this movie, and I could I could think of particularly two people that I lent this movie to. Yeah. I I was like, this movie will fuck you up, man. Yeah. But if you want to watch a good horror movie, this yeah. is it. And this is 2005's Wolf Creek. Oh fuck! See, bro. yeah. Just Justin. I own it. I own it. I own it. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. But it's horrifying, man. Yeah. It's Talk horrifying. Talk about being real. It, like... it really real because it is real. Yeah. I mean, this was a true story that happened, and they never caught this guy. Do you know they made a series out of this? No. And he played the guy. Oh, and it was wow. all about the the different people he killed wow. over the uh, over time. And Ooh. I hear it's good. And so I'll have to find out where it is. I want to say it was on Amazon, so I'm going to check it out. Well, they've actually made a 2 and a 3 of this movie too. Really? I haven't seen 2 and 3. I don't know if it's officially been come out, but uh I remember when it came out, I heard Quentin Tarantino said the best thing that this movie ever did 
was get John Jarrett to be in that role. Oh my god, and dude. He had done a lot of stuff, but if you look through his stuff, you don't recognize any of it until yeah, this bet. movie. This movie made him famous and he was creepy as hell and he had a lot of fun with this role. All right, so what's going on with this movie and it, it, what makes it more horrifying is you really like these three kids. I know, man. God, that's really what they did well. You really liked them. <laughs> they, yeah, they gave you just enough time to uh, care about them. And that's what they miss in a lot of movies is yeah. that character development. Because like I said, okay, group of teenagers, they're yep. on a road trip. Yep. Done. Half of the time, you don't give a shit about them. Right. When, when the horror movie is done bad, you don't care about those characters. And that's one way to go. You know, then like Friday the 13th, you're like, I don't care about these characters. I'm just here to see yeah. how, how the well, creative way they're killed. A lot of times what they'll do is they'll do a group of like, Five to seven people, yeah. you know what I mean, and then you have it's too that, many people to you like have that with. core three, so you know that people are going to get slaughtered. Yeah, then yeah. you have the core three, and then who's it going to come down to? Yeah. This movie starts with three, yeah. you know what I mean. So the group to care about is much more intimate, you know. And what they I mean? had a, a lot of the, they had the the writing on the screen at the beginning of the movie saying like three hundred thousand people a year disappear in Australia. Ninety yeah. percent of them are found within a week. Yeah, and this is about the other ten percent. Oh God, and. Uh, so what we're dealing with, we've got two girls and a guy, and uh, one of the girls and one of the guy are in like a budding relationship where it's just starting. They're and just it's, met. Oh, God, it's such a, it's such a horrifying thing because you, anyone that's just met somebody and they, they hit it off with them, yeah. and they, we get to see them have their first kiss. There's a moment where they, so there are a bunch of British backpackers that are uh, backpacking the outback. Yeah. does not do great things for the Australian, and, no. and most things, the Australian tourism, tourism yeah. is great, but this is one of those situations. I've heard this crater is awesome. Though. Yeah, so they decide to, they're going to go to the craters, and they, we get to experience the locals a little bit, and it was creepy. They're making lewd comments, yeah. and they look scary as shit. Yeah. Looked like Eric Banner. Every every <laughs> single one of them was donk, but yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like not a crazy nice donk. donk. <laughs> not I'm gonna punch and save you, donk. Yeah, <laughs> donk. <It's hilarious. laughs> so they go to the crater. They're backpacking. They're having a great time. We see him buy this uh, car at the beginning of the movie. Uh, one of them goes, and uh, the one of the girls that the guy likes uh, goes off to look at the sunset. And he goes with her, and they he reaches over and they kiss each other, and you could see it on their face that this is gonna be like a great relationship. Yeah. that comes out of this trip. Everything's like almost memorable. And then they get back into the car and the car won't start. They go, they hike back to the crater and then they're sitting there and it's getting dark and lights start appearing in front of them. And all of a sudden it's this like kind of rugged outback guy played by John Jarrett, who is very charismatic. And, uh, and he says, He's like, what the hell are you guys doing out here? And they were like, oh, my God, we thought it was like a UFO. They start yeah. laughing at each other. He says, nah. he says, he says I can help you. He says, uh, uh, right. pop the hood. I'll see what's got. Uh, what's wrong with the car. I can something. tell you if it's not anything I can fix here. Yeah. So he goes under, and he, they were like, wow, we're lucky we got this guy. He's like, I can tell you in um, my shop. I live about uh, I, I live a half hour or so away. I can yeah. tell you in there I can get it fixed. And they were like, man, we don't have any money. And he's like, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll hook you guys up. No problem. And then he puts the chains on the uh, car, and basically he's, he's got them. Yep. He's got them at They're that point. They're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. So he drags him to the house, and, uh, and it, it doesn't start right away. You know, he takes them, and they, they have, like, a, a drink over the campfire, and they're talking about the campfire. Yeah. And uh, – one of them starts saying, like, uh, playfully making fun of him, doing, like, Crocodile Dungee jokes. Right. And it kind of, he turns, you know, and he just stares at him and is quiet. And then they're waiting for the other guy to talk. And you could tell that this, like, uh, uncomfortable silence happening. Yeah. And then he breaks it up. And he was like, what do you, the guy's like, uh, oh, what do you do for a living? And he was like, I tell you, but I got to kill you. <laughs> and, and he's then, not lying. And he's not lying. And then uh, all of a sudden he was like, uh, 
He was like, I'll let you guys, you guys chill here. I'll let you know when it's done. Yeah. And he goes in there and they lay down and they fall asleep and boom. Yeah. When they wake up, we're, we're uh, at the point of view of the one girl who is, uh, who's uh, sweet on the one guy. Yeah. And she wakes up and we're almost seeing it from her, at that point we're seeing it from her point of view. Isn't the other girl just gone? No, the other girl is being tortured at the oh, moment. Oh, that's what She gets out, the girl that uh, wakes up that we're following uh, gets out of her binds and looks out and sees no one's by the campfire uh, and she hears screams, so she goes over a shed and she's like doing like one of those uh, peeper type movies where she's looking through a hole in the yeah. uh, in the shed and she's watching it happen. And her girlfriend's like tied up, covered in blood, screaming bloody murder. Murder. He's standing across from her with like a black wife beater on and like the biggest knife you ever seen in your life. Yeah. And he's just manipulating her and, and uh, torturing her and saying shit to her and grabbing his crotch and you're like this is not gonna fucking end well yeah, man yeah. and from that point forward it's just it's it's horrible man yeah. <laughs> it's you you really want these guys to survive yeah. you know and there's a couple really key moments in it that really kind of uh, when he uh, what's the line he tells her man oh, head on a stick head on man. a stick man oh Ugh. dude it's it's a it's a brutal moment. Yeah, no. it's a brutal, and I think that's the movie moment that fucks people up uh, a lot of times. Yeah, and I and I don't even want to talk about it only because like that is like a surprise kind of moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I, you know, like you said, there's and there's, and I'll tell you, one of them does get away. Yeah, I'll give you that yeah. because so so they do know what happens. It's not one of those things where uh, uh, they have to guess what happens. Right. Uh, one guy gets away. There was, a lot of the stuff was circumstantial and everything, and so and this guy never kind of got convicted for all these horrible things he had doing. So it makes sense that they would do a two and a three. Yeah, absolutely. And th- there was always uh, there's still lawyers there and cops there that are completely convinced that the uh, something Mitchell was the guy's real name. Yeah. Uh, well, the guy John Jarrett plays is a real guy. So I was kind of excited when I heard that they made a series out of it because it makes sense because. Uh, at some point, one of the girls finds different bodies and body parts and everything, and you get the idea that he's doing this, and he's not doing it for any other reason than uh, just for fun. He, right. And he yeah, makes no. a joke even at the campfire, the, the goddamn yeah, tourists, too many tourists Mick, are Yeah, exactly. Here. It's uh, Mick Taylor. Mick Taylor. I, I knew that's what it was, yeah. too. That's sad that I know his name. Yeah, like. so it, it, it's creepy, man, and I'm telling you, I, I, I fucked some people up with this movie, and it's not all about the blood in it there's not I mean, there's, a whole lot there's some blood but when it happens what causes it is is definitely shocking yeah you it, know what it's I mean? more of the intenseness and the suspensefulness and the it's a fucking I, roller coaster it's a roller coaster yeah. it's really good it, and it won't it won't kill you with the violence but it will kill you with the situations that these guys are put in and if you put yourself in that situation like yeah. if you don't ever travel overseas you're probably good you're probably That's, good watching it dude i had i had a, a somebody the other day asked me if like they're friends of a friend and we've become friends on social media and he was basically like so when are you coming to visit and he lives in another country yeah. i'm not going to say the country you know what i mean and like i was like oh hopefully someday you know and after i like replied that i was like damn that's actually a place that i probably shouldn't ever go you know what i mean like <laughs> sorry because, guy i'm not going to syria i don't know why you did <laughs> yeah like i you know i don't have somebody who would pay ransom for me so it wouldn't be good yeah. like you know there's there's a great thing about horror movies that remind me of comedies. You need to know what someone's level is before you recommend certain movies to yeah. them. With comedies, you need to know do they like silly slapstick like Mel Brooks or yeah. Naked Gun or do they like clever stuff like the Coen Brothers yeah. or and once you 
know somebody's taste, you can recommend comedies to them all day long. Oh, yeah. And the same with horror movies. Once you hear somebody wants uh, Wolf Creek or something like super suspenseful and creepy in real life like that, you can recommend it to them. Or if they, they're a human centipede or yeah. uh, the Green Inferno or House of a Thousand Corpses, you can recommend that to them. But, or Parasite. That was good. Yeah. Uh, well, Parasite's a whole different other level, too, yeah. because that's just like just very low key mindfuck. Yeah. There's so many different levels with horror movies. So it used to be back in the day that if someone wanted a horror movie, I'd recommend anything to them. Now I'm a lot more uh, tactical. Precise. Precise yeah. with what I'm doing <laughs> yeah. it with because of this very reason. That one person in uh, general, I remember I lent it to Chelsea uh-huh. and she was like, man, you fucked me up with that movie. Yeah. <laughs> you really fucked me up with that movie, dude. No, dude, I'll tell you. I, <laughs> it's Uncut Gems is on the same line with that. It's though. weird because that's another movie that you I'll really, never watch that again. You really have to think about. It was great. Yeah, it was great. But it is intense. For a different reason, yeah. for a completely different reason. Yep. It's just chaotic, and it's, but it, the level that it took me to, yeah. and the level that it ended up at, I was just like, oh fuck, I will never ever watch this again. There's it even, fucked me up. There's even another movie, and taking it to, back to the comedy for a second, I lent my mom Noises Off. Oh yeah, and Noises Off is chaotic as hell, man. Yeah. you forget how chaotic man, it is. Man, I missed that movie. And it, it's a great movie, but it's it's one of those movies that it's not like you just sit back and you enjoy this this romp. It's yeah. it's fast. It's fast paced and. What is it that's in the snack bowl? Is it caviar? Or? Uh, no, uh, sardines. 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 Yeah. Sardines. <laughs> it was fun, man. But it, it, once again, you got to know somebody's level. Like I lend my mom movies like uh, every uh, every three weeks or so. I send her like twenty or uh, every month or so. Yeah. And I know what she's gonna like, and I know what she's not gonna like. Right. So it's a lot easy. It's easy for me, and my success rate is like ninety six percent. I don't get many. I've only had her come back with five movies that she didn't like. Yeah. And there's so many movies that. Are like oh these are some of the best movies I've ever seen I'm gonna watch this twice yeah uh, before I return it to you uh, but yeah if you don't know someone's taste it's it's hard to recommend people yeah. you, you got to tell them before I recommend I was like what's your favorite movies tell me your favorite movies and I can guarantee you I could I could name forty that you haven't seen in your love what's that uh, I can't remember the name of it was it Devil's Backbone was that the one no uh, Devil's uh, Bone Tomahawk oh Bone Tomahawk oh, it's another man. one you gotta you gotta you gotta get someone's level you gotta prepare somebody for yeah. that yep. you know like oh man. Eight, 85% normal movie. Yeah. 15% fuck your head up for the rest of your <laughs> yeah, life. I can see There's it There's images now. in that movie that you can't get out of your head. No, I, I can literally see it right yeah. now. And like. if, if you know somebody that has that problem where, where, oh, I can't, it sticks with me. Yeah. I was like, then that's not the movie for you. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> All right, number ones, man. All right. Let's um, rock it. Going with another zombie. Like I said, doubling oh, shit, up today. Oh, shit, let's shit on Sherry Moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told you you'd get your chance. She's still um, hot in it. So. Yeah, oh, yeah, she is. Uh, 2007's Halloween. Good things and bad things with this movie, you know? I, the One of the main reasons that I really liked this movie was the whole beginning. The whole yeah. backstory of Michael as a kid. Um, with uh, Malcolm McDowell. I, I, yeah. The, oh, as Loomis. Gosh, dude. Really he, great Loomis. Yeah, oh really yeah. Well, also, but like, I mean like when he's at home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Before Michael Myers kills his family. Yeah. Leading up to Michael yeah. Myers killing his family yeah. and being, which you didn't see before, which no. was all open, you know, and that was some of the good stuff in this movie that Rob, what the zombie did on his own. Yeah. You know, he didn't have to rely on someone else's material. Yeah, well, and that's what I liked about it was that he he did put his own spin by yeah. doing that, you know, and like was it you, Taylor Dane who played. Oh, you got me there. I want to think um, that it was, but I'm not sure. I, I know that the kid that played Michael Myers was also in. Um, What's that Will uh, Will Smith superhero? I'll look it up for you. Uh, Hancock, he, he plays a comedic role in Hancock. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, 
Um, so anyways, yeah. Um, so this is about like Michael Myers, but it starts off the first half of the movie is him as a child. Taylor Maine. Okay. I think Taylor Dane was an 80s female singer. <laughs> Not her. Um, and so you see, like, Michael Myers' background and stuff, and, you know, he, he kills a hamster to start off with, and he's killed a couple of cats and stuff. Well, there's these bullies at school that, like, his, you know, Sherry Moon plays a stripper. His mom is a stripper. Um, and these bullies at school find flyers with her on it and they like start making fun of Michael Myers about it and everything and the principal comes in and they get taken to the principal's office well then Michael Myers waits for this kid to walk home from school with a giant stick and basically just beats this kid to death with this stick and the kid's like begging for his life you know and so he you, was always an asshole then. <laughs> he was yeah you know what I mean but like it, you you could almost, almost see... Well, you knew it was Michael Myers, so you knew the kid was going to die. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you could also see, like, the kid... The things that this kid did and said, like... I mean, not knowing you're talking to Michael Myers, mm -hmm. like, he kind of deserved it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Always assume that you're talking to a serial killer. Absolutely. It's, it's, you'll get through life a happier person. You know, for <laughs> real. You know, man, I'm glad I, I called don't, that I, Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> exactly. Know? Like, I don't... I don't I, my horn right now doesn't work on my car, and it's a good thing. Yeah, right, for <laughs> you real. You know, I don't want to fucking piss anybody off. So he ends up going home, um, and the night of Halloween, like, he's supposed to go out. His sister brings her boyfriend over, so, like, you have that mm -hmm. underage sex element going on. Um, I'm sorry, I forget the guy's name who plays his stepdad that he ends up duct-taping to the... Uh, you said his name just a minute oh, ago. Uh, uh, Malcolm McDowell? Yeah. No, he played uh, Loomis. Oh, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. okay, so I'm forgetting. I'll look him up. I know uh, there's zombie once. Oh, is it Foresight? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Foresight? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, he plays the biggest so asshole. Yeah, and he, he does it so well to play the biggest asshole to Michael Myers, and he gets so drunk he passes out in the chair watching TV, and Michael duct tapes, duct tapes him to the chair and slits his throat right yeah. as he wakes him up, you know, and then... The kid, you know, the boyfriend comes down to, like, make a sandwich. Michael just beats him to death with a fucking baseball bat. Mm -hmm. Goes up to the sister with the boyfriend's mask on, mm -hmm. which is where he gets the yep. Michael Myers mask, you know, which was, back in the day, um, it was Captain Kirk, yep. you know, was yeah, the original yeah, yeah. mask the, that they spray-painted white. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and then he stabs his sister to death, and... Then, you know, Sherry Moon comes home and he goes to the uh, the insane asylum yeah. and it shows him as a child progressing into Michael Myers. Is that when we meet Loomis? Yeah. 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 Um, and I haven't seen it in forever. I own this movie and I, and I really did like it. It was one of the remakes that I, because I hated the Texas Chainsaw uh, Massacre remake. I thought it was mm -hmm. horrible. I, it, I'm like half and half, you know, with the remakes. Yeah, if, me too. If you if you bring something new to it and you, and you have some good stuff going on, I, I'm all for it. Right. Like with the Friday 13th. Great remake. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Halloween, great one. Halloween 2, you could skip it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I like that one, too, only because of the continuation of the series. But, um, you know, and so then it's Michael Myers as an adult. And yeah. Loomis tries to help him. And, you know, like, eventually he just stops talking. He didn't talk for, like, 30 years or something yeah. like that. But it, it was similar to he, he does go after Laurie Strode, right? That's yeah, yeah. He, he Did it work in him as the sister or not the sister? Because yeah, the original so, Halloween, it wasn't a sister. 
Um, it was his sister in this in one. In this one, yeah. yeah. Um, and she was adopted by um, the guy, I can't think of his name either, but in that alien, he's the scientist that's Oh, Brad like, Dorf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and he's so good as the sheriff in this. Like, yeah. um, Brad Dorf's awesome. He's right on that list of the people that you would expect Rob Zombie to cast in this. That, so those great good in 70s this. actors started out on... I mean, he started out with the uh, the One Flew the Cuckoo's Nest as the right. stuttering guy, and then now, best thing he, horror movie he ever did was Exorcist Three. Holy crap! I don't know that I ever saw that one. Watch Exorcist Three, dude. It's one of me and Eric's favorite fucking random horror movies that does not get enough love, and he played the uh, the crazy serial killer in the cell, and he was scary, wow. scary man. Yeah. He is so good, Brad Dorf. Um, and so, I mean, from that point on, it just becomes, yeah. you know, the Michael Myers show and like... It- Richard Lynch was in this movie too. He played the principal. I don't know how much of big of a role he had. Probably small. It was... It, Richard Lynch is the guy from, uh, Invasion USA, the crazy motherfucker who had yeah, all those yeah, mercenaries. Yeah, yeah, And he was also in that Bad Dreams movie where he played the, uh, he played the cult leader that made, uh, everyone drink the Kool-Aid and they all set fire to themselves. Right. And then one person made it and he was like, he was like Freddy, he came to you in your dreams and tried to kill you and stuff. Uh-huh. So it was another classic 70s actor that they got for this. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, dude, I thought it was a good movie and I, the way that they represented Michael Myers was in a, in a different way. Yeah. You know? Um, and then you probably couldn't have had this without and not had the, uh, the the recent incarnation, which is phenomenal. I mean, I I I thought this was a good version, but you know they're making another one. Oh yeah, yeah. It's supposed to come out next year. Yeah. Uh, well, they've already got two more slated. That's so great. Uh, Halloween Kills and Halloween Dies, maybe or something like that. Yeah. I can't think. But it was all slated. They were on set when the COVID happened, so I'm not sure if they're still what they're doing with it or uh, yeah. whatnot. But that, if you haven't seen, as much as I like this one, did you like the the recent one even more than this? Oh yeah. 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 It, yeah, it was yeah. really good, man. They they did a smart thing bringing Jamie Lee back. Uh, that having it having those comedians with a non-funny movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, Danny McBride and his uh, his partners came in and did this movie and uh, did not have comedy elements in it, which you were afraid of when you when you, it first was announced. You're like, really? Yeah. Danny McBride's gonna do this? Yeah. Because I, I love Danny McBride, but oh. I can't imagine this being a Danny McBride movie. That and ending, man. It's such a great ending. That ending that, is so uh, good. It was it was really really good. Definitely check the the newer one out if you haven't seen the newer one too. All right, we've been talking about uh, these movies that made a shift in the horror genre. Mm. So we got Scream. Yeah. You've got uh, you've got House of a Thousand Corpses for sure. It just took it to another level. And even for a, a even for a different reasons, Hostel had that thing. Oh, you were like, man. when you saw Hostel for the first time, you were like, I haven't seen shit like this. <laughs> and I'm not sure I want to. Yeah, no, that that torture that was, scene with the girl with the of, eye. Yeah, that kind of ushered in the torture horror yeah. genre a little bit. And I'm bit, not and a I'm, huge I'm fan. I'm not a huge fan yeah. of that. And this movie. Be, this movie kind of branched out to this. I, you might have to look this up for me while I talk about it, of how many remakes this was. But this movie changed horror completely in my my eyes, and I absolutely fucking loved it, was 2004's Saw. Oh, wow, yeah. God, man, that first Saw movie. The first two Saw movies for me. I love the first two Saw movies. And then after that, they just started going crazy. But there might be eight there might be nine, I, because then they started doing Jigsaw as, as a standalone type of movies and everything. So yeah. I know there's a lot. So there's nine with the one that Chris Rock is slated to do. Oh wow! And yeah. I'm interested in that. Oh, I am too. I, it they looks have a trailer good, for man. It. Yeah, yeah. So it that's got to be close. Man. I think they were in editing when COVID happened, so that might be saved. I don't know how they're going to release it. Did you hear what they're uh, not to go far off from Saw? But before we start doing it, they've been dealing with this whole no movie theater thing, right. big time. Yeah, and I think. They they 
Christopher Nolan's doing it with that Tenant movie, which is supposed to be one of the biggest. Movies I can't, uh, man. I've been waiting on that, yeah. dude. Yeah, oh, I've been waiting for so it. Well, good. what they're gonna do because they have a lot of money to recoup for that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I'm, they need to make three hundred million dollars to to break even. I'm sure. And how are they gonna do it? They're yeah. not gonna do it. Uh, and what they've decided because overseas people have COVID under control, so they're yeah. gonna release it there first. No, they're gonna release it overseas, and they're gonna wow. get all their money. Yeah. And then they're gonna release it here on pay and on pay per view, and you'll pay your twenty dollars, and I'll pay it because I want to see it. And I yeah. love Christopher Nolan. Yeah, Tenant looks. Th- there awesome. hasn't been a movie yet that's come out that I- I'll pay that twenty dollar fee. Yeah, because well, I-, I can wait till Redbox I- for the I'll- most part. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay it because I feel like he deserves it. I'm gonna pay it for uh, Bill and Ted when it comes out next month. September 1st. They are going to release it next September month? September 1st, it's going to be on, oh, I'll, I'll do it uh, on demand. Yeah, I'll do it too. Damn. Yeah. Got to do it, man. I know. <laughs> you should get a part of my friends and family on that thing. I'm telling you, when you can, you can, you can watch my iTunes movie collection, but still be on yours. Oh, really? If I, I'll have to do it because then one of us can buy it and then the other one. Oh, yeah, uh, for we sure. can split it, you know, something Absolutely, like that. Absolutely, man. Uh, that's the way to do those types of movies uh, that you buy on iTunes because right. you got it for 48 hours, too, once you rent the movie. Yeah, so absolutely. I've done that before. I have someone else that has my uh, my code and I'll tell them, I said, hey, just rented uh, this. Go check it out. And you got 48 hours to do Hell it. Hell yeah. So, because I'm going to watch it anyways. But let's get into some Saw here, man. Have you seen all the Saws, first of all? I've seen up to like four and then I like just laid just, off of it. And then I, I saw Jigsaw in the theater. Um, was it good? It was kind of not memorable. Tobin Bell still in it? Was he to- was in it for a little bit? To or? be honest, I don't even remember. All right. Well, so let's get into this. First of all, I love Tobin Bell, and I loved Tobin Bell before anyone knew who the fuck Tobin Bell yeah, was. Yeah, I didn't know who he was. Uh, I, he was a character actor that was always very unique. He reminded me of Jonathan Banks, who is, uh, uh, he was the guy in uh, Breaking Bad uh, that... Uh, he worked for the mob and he went around. He was a very kind of quiet assassin that went around. And he was he also went back and did uh, uh, Better Call Saul and everything. He was in yeah, a lot yeah, of movies. Okay. He was in the first um, Beverly Hills Cop. He was the one that killed his buddy Mikey in the hallway. Oh, okay. He's a very unique look yeah, yeah, to yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, And he's been in movies forever. Uh, and uh, so Tobin Bell was very much like Jonathan Banks. One year he got really famous. It was the same year uh, because he was in the firm. Remember, he was albino and he was chasing Tom uh, Cruise oh, wow. on yeah. the cable cars yeah. and everything. That's Tobin Bell. And the same year was uh, that in the line of fire with Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Remember the scene where uh, he uh, in the boat at the very beginning with the counterfeiters, uh, and one of them's going to shoot his partner, oh, and I don't. then. Uh, uh, Clint Eastwood shot the guys, uh, not taking his partner's life in account. And he was like, "You knew that was loaded, right? You knew you knew that gun was lighted. Yeah. It was light by the way you held it, right?" Well, the bad guy in that was Tobin Bell, and I was like, "Oh, Tobin Bell's getting some fucking play here." Yeah. So I knew him way back then. So when Saw came out, I was like, "Oh, Tobin Bell's the fucking killer, man, That's because great. he's got a great voice too." Yeah. So basically, what he's doing it's a serial killer who's uh, well. I guess we should start where it opens because when it opens, it's it's a phenomenal opening to a movie. So this is one of those movies I wish I wrote when you're uh, when you're watching it. Bullshit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when you're uh, when you're when the movie opens, you've got this guy chained to a uh, inside the dirty ass bathroom. He's got a uh, chain to his leg. Yeah. And he and he doesn't know how he got there. And he doesn't know what the hell's going on, and he hears a voice yeah. in, in the room, so he knows someone else is there, and it's the fabulous Carrie Elway, yep. who speaks with a real British accent. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not in this movie, he doesn't, though. <laughs> so the lights suddenly go on, and you've got two guys who are chained by their leg to the bathroom, and uh, there's a dead person on the ground with the, his head blown off with a gun in his hand, and you have... Uh, I think they first hear the recording 
and they find this tape player and they play it. It says like "Play Me" or something. Yeah. And uh, they each have a tape and it plays it one for so the guy that's opposite. Uh, Carrie Elway is Lee Wynell. Do you mm-hmm. know who Lee Wynell is? I just know uh, him from that. He wrote the he wrote Saw. Oh, he, did he he's really? A writer, but he was also the the cleaner that came out in Insidious. Remember him and his buddy came in to clean the house? Oh, wow. That's Lee Wynell. He also wrote that. That's oh, why he wow. That no so shit. Lee Wynell usually puts himself in the movie, and he's a really good actor. He's, he's The first time I ever saw him in this movie, and I remember seeing, heard the story. I was like, well, he was the writer. Uh, uh, James Wan was the director. He's really good. He's directed a lot of those kind of modern horror movies, and he's still doing stuff. So basically you realize that there's a serial killer playing a game, and he's putting all these people in these horrible situations. But the people that he's putting in the situations are kind of horrible people, yeah. which is a different element in the horror ones because you were like, oh, I, I can kind of root for both sides But here. at the same time, you, know? you don't know that they're horrible people yet. Not you know? yet. By the second one, you were like, oh, these are all scumbags. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of made you, gave you permission to root for the deaths. Like yeah, he was more or, you, or less you really didn't ha- In the 80s when we were rooting for Jason to kill people, yeah. it was kind of weird yeah. because these are good people just yeah. living their life. In this movie, you're like, oh, we can really root for this. This guy yeah. could be a pedophile. Right. This guy could... But then it got weird. It was like, uh, t- towards like Saw 6, it was like, that guy ran a red light. <laughs> <laughs> like, I come saw on, you Jigsaw, you could do a little better than day. that. <laughs> Let's see how well you jaywalk without <laughs> one leg. So <laughs> it's a twist and a turn of a movie, man. You don't know what's going on. Yeah. I-, I love the moment where they... He, he uh, he gives him a clue, like he says, uh, check the toilet. Ch- check your heart, or check in your in your heart, or something like that. And they see the the shit covered heart symbol on yeah. top of the uh, oh that uh, toilet, on the toilet. Ugh. And so he reaches and he pulls two, uh, uh, what are they, uh, hacksaws? Hacksaws, uh, yeah. And uh, one of them starts using it, and the I other one's like. I think it's a key first. Uh, yeah, it might have been the key first. Yeah, I think it was a key to get to the hacksaws. Maybe there was a whole yeah. bunch of different stuff. Yeah, it was cl- it was clever. It was well done. And we should mention being intercut with this, you have the great, probably the last really great movie I saw Danny Glover in. Yeah. Before he started looking real old, he was yeah. young in this man. He, he looked like he was just Murtaugh. He looked like heard, he just jumped off a of Murtaugh. Heard recently that they're thinking about doing a uh, final lethal weapon. If Mel Gibson, it's a horrible idea. It will fucking tank. Uh, you can't have Mel Gibson in a movie anymore. Yeah. Sorry, that time is gone. Yeah. Sit uh, he's down. Gotten, he's gotten crazy. You got so too. much goddamn money, Mel. Just sit yeah. down and retire and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Because they tried to do it. They tried to do it with the, with that. They tried to do it in a weird comedy too. That one with Mark Wahlberg, uh, stepfathers or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Remember, uh, it was the sequel to to Stepfathers Two or, yeah, so, or something like that because uh, John I, Lithgow was in it and everything, and they brought in Mel Gibson as the cantankerous asshole. Yeah. And I was like, that's a little too. On the nose. <laughs> yeah, he well, uh, he wasn't bad. And then he get... did the drag me to uh, dragged on concrete. They brought yeah. him back for. But... He was all right. Um, he was okay in uh, get me. Uh, it's not get a bad actor. It's but he's too much baggage for the movie. Yeah, agree. You've automatically lost fifty percent of the movie. Yeah, and, and for me, it's. I'm one of them, you know, unless it's somebody else. And if he's such a small role, maybe I could get through it. But I'm not watching a Mel Gibson movie. And most people aren't. So nah, it's not, not the smart choice. Yeah. Go, go to someone who hasn't. I'll watch Conspiracy Theory. Yeah, go, there's enough actors out there that haven't made racist comments. I know. Right? Oh, <laughs> or or threatened to beat their wife because they won't give a blowjob. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, he's just kind of a scumbag. And I, I, won't, I won't watch any of his movies from this point on right. but I will watch his old stuff oh, yeah. because I'm not going to uh, hurt Danny Glover by not watching yeah, Lethal exactly. Weapon and that thing yeah. but, and Danny Glover was great in the Saw movie uh, him and that little Asian guy that his partner was yeah. really good I've seen him in a bunch of different things he's really uh, well done in this but also the uh, who I really liked in this and it was a very clever moment in the movie where they think Carrie Elway is the killer 
you know? And right. they bring him in and they were like, we want you to sit. We want you to sit here and listen to this. We found one of the victims that got away. And it really was a major moment in the script to me because it showed you that if you played the game correctly, you'd go home. Right. You know? Yeah. And uh, Shawnee Smith, who's amazing in this movie. I love She was also somebody that I've She's I've the one that has, like, the trap the thing trap over jaw, her face. Uh, yeah, attached right. to her jaw, and oh, it was going to reverse, like, yeah. bear trapper. Yeah. If she didn't, uh, there's a key in the, there's a dead person in the room. Where you, you, think cut into his you think he was dead. He's not quite dead. Yeah. But she had to, like, uh, uh, there was a knife, and she had to cut into his stomach and pull his intestines out and find the key, yeah. and then she got the thing off her head, and she let it go, and it bear trapped. Yeah. And she got away, and it was very good uh, like I said, for the script, because it allowed us to think, well, if Carrie Elway does what... Because what Carrie Elway is being told to do is he has to free himself and kill the other guy, kill right. Adam yeah. in the room. And, I mean, they can't even free themselves. So that's kind of so further along uh, that we don't even have to be concerned with that for now. But uh, the Shawnee Smith was eventually worked into the other movies. Because what's different about the first Saw, the first Saw just dealt with... Uh, the, the little crimes that he was doing and uh, making these people pay for the appreciate their life, right. you know, that they had. Exactly. That was this kind of big thing. And uh, live up to your bad deeds and stuff. Uh, the prequels went so far that it was almost not even Jigsaw. It was just his followers. Right. Like, people appreciated what he put them through. Yeah. So the people that he did this to became, like, his staunch kind of, like, allies. Yeah. And Shawnee Smith, I think, became... I think Jigsaw so. at some point. I think so. Yeah, I think they did that. Uh, and I've loved her forever. She was the pregnant girl from summer school. Yeah, and absolutely. she was on Becker. Do you ever watch Becker, that no. TV show with... Uh, Ted Danson. Ted Danson, yeah. where he was a doctor. She played the ditzy woman that worked the uh, the counter and everything, and she was so funny. I always thought she was so hilarious. So she had she's always been around for me. So I was thrilled. I was like, oh, they made Shawnee Smith one of the victims. And I said, she has such a small role in this. It's pretty cool. So when it came time that she uh, kind of busted out in the further Saw series... I was yeah. excited for it. Uh, but, man, there's some scenes in this movie. Whew. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, God, yeah. I won't ruin the ending and I won't ruin anything, but uh, there's some intense scenes in this movie and twists and turns, and it was similar to, like, Drag Me to Hell, that end scene just, like, ended on a scream and yeah. the saw thing came up and you were like, anytime you can do that and you leave the theater going, wow, yeah. I just watched something special. Yeah. And that's what it was with Saw. And, I mean, we're young enough or old enough, I guess you could say, <laughs> to remember when... For a while there, there was a Saw movie every Halloween. Oh, yeah. Every Halloween. Absolutely. And then it ended, and people were like, well, what's... And then we thought it was going to be Happy Death Day. They're like, oh, this is the new uh, Halloween movie that everyone's going to go see. Because yeah. people forget, you want to see movies that... You want to see horror movies at Halloween. Yeah. You know, release horror movies at Halloween. These people that release horror movies in fucking August, yeah. what the fuck are you thinking, dude? July. Yeah, yeah July. Yeah. Let's do that. They did that <laughs> with Halloween. I, I don't know why they wanted to get it out so bad. Why would you not release Halloween around Halloween? On, on Halloween, like, please. <laughs> you know, or even Friday the Thirteenth. Like, <laughs> wait till it's a Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, it makes sense, like, man. I mean, there's there's a few every year, so yeah. I mean, just do that. Uh, but yeah, the first saw. If you're listening, you haven't seen the first saw. My God, what the hell you been doing? Yeah, watch the first saw. Even the second one. That the second one was like the escape room. Yeah, and it had a lot of the, like when they had to jump in the needles. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, there, there was so many great elements that reminded me of like uh, uh, 
it reminded me of Wishmaster in a way, which we talked Wishmaster a yeah. little bit the last one, where you have to choose your words correctly when you're doing this. With this, with a song movie, you have to listen correctly. Because yeah. yeah. there's times where he was like, if you just sit there and don't do anything, you'll be fine. And that was a big element in the second one yeah. that he couldn't do it. You know, the, uh, the uh, what was it, Donnie Wahlberg uh, character. Oh, that's Remember, right. His yeah. son was like, uh, his son was kind of... Uh, in part of, yeah, as uh, like part of the game or it whatever. It was part of the game and everything. And he was, he was, and he told uh, Donnie, he's like, uh, he's like, if you just stay there and wait, it'll all play out. Yeah. And you'll, you'll get what you're looking for. And he doesn't do it and it just doesn't turn out well, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm a fan of the second one. Uh, but yeah, then they, they kind of go a little crazy yeah. as they tend to do, you know. But I'll tell you just now, you mentioned, you know, like an escape room type thing. Um, I saw a preview for it's, I think it's called like escape, escape room. room. Yeah. yeah. Um, Makes sense. And I mean, it looks, I mean, it looks a little corny, but like it looks decent. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I'm going to probably check it out. I think it's available on demand right now. There's one I, I can't, I, I, I would think they were doing a lot of stuff dealing with the internet, you know, dealing yeah. with internet and Zoom. And there was one. There was one called like Friend Request. Yeah, Friend or Request or yeah. Unfriend Me or yeah, yeah. Unfriended. Unfriended. I think that might be what and it I was. And I heard good things about it. And I had you? never seen it. I didn't so see that one either. This, I have a short list of like 10 horror movies that people like that I have not seen. Mm-hmm. That this Halloween, I'm going to go through them. Yeah. And maybe we'll do something with Halloween, uh, with our Halloween pod and everything. I know I can name a couple of them. I've never seen your next. These are movies that I own too, uh, I, because I know I'm gonna like it. And it was one of those. It's I think it's a like House of a Thousand. Uh, no, uh, Last House on the Left. It's like House Last House on the Left, but gotcha. the, the people get the uh, the better oh, of the killers. Oh, I think I think Liv I, Tyler was in it. I might have seen that. I th- you probably did. It was I a think big I movie. Did. Uh, I also didn't see that Don't Breathe movie. The, I saw that. That uh, was and good. I hear I own it. That was good. I hear good things about it. The Witch. Is another movie. I started that uh, and I turned it I off. I own it. Haven't seen it. People yeah. love it. So. I, I hear it's great. Yeah. I started it and it was like just too just and yeah, slow. Yeah, Trick or Treat was on that list. So I'm glad I was able to bust back into it and being like, oh, this is a great movie. I'll definitely lend you that come at Halloween, man, because that's the Halloween movie you need to see. Well, did you ever see 31? No, that was a zombie movie. Yeah, yeah. that was good. I hear there's uh, some difficult Meg Foster nudity in that movie that's hard to get through. <laughs> I must have pushed that out of my head. <laughs> my cousin can't push it out of his head. Every time I mention <laughs> Meg Foster, he's like, oh, God, I can't. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot of horror movies. That, and it used to be the point where I would go see every horror movie. Mm-hmm. Like the 90s yeah, horror movie I came didn't. out, boom, I'm yeah, there. I don't give a shit. Absolutely. And I don't do that anymore because <sighs> I, I found that I was a little bit disappointed here and there. Or it wasn't as disappointed. I'm still fans of all of them, but it's just like, okay. Yeah, not anything like Saw or House with Thousand Corpses. I, yeah. I want to come out of that movie saying this was ingenious, and I want to go see it again, and I want to tell everyone I know about it. Yeah, and it's been a while, you know, since I've uh, been like that. I I can't remember the last horror movie. Uh, yeah, ooh, I can't. God, either. It's got to be one in the ten, uh, 2010s. I it's got to be a 2010 horror movie that I felt that way about, but I yeah. can't. It can't pinpoint it. I was going to say the last good one that I've seen was probably from Hell. You know. Yeah. Happy Death Day was good, but Happy Death Day had a lot of comedy in it. Yeah. It was almost yeah. equally horror and comedy. It yeah. was very clever. And if you don't know what that is, it's it's Groundhog Day. Yeah. But she's got to figure out who kills her. I hear Andy Samberg has a movie. It's called, like, Palm Springs or something like yeah, that. It's I saw on the, Hulu. Uh, I saw the name for it. I, I, I've seen, like, part of the trailer, like, in passing or something. And there's even a point where he, I think he even says, like, oh, it's like Groundhog Day. Oh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Is it like, comedy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be. be I weird. To... He's somebody that I could see making that transition out of comedy if he wanted to. Yeah. But he's just so funny that why not? Right. Keep yeah. him in the comedy. Yeah. I really realm. like him. <laughs> yeah. He's great. All right. That's 20s. 
our 2000s horror, man. Some good classic flicks came out of there. We'll definitely have to do 2010s. I'll have to really study the list because I know this. I know there's a bunch of 2010 horror movies. I just can't pinpoint any of them that were like really uh, uh, stick out in my head. Yeah. Uh, but we'll definitely have to do that at some point. But next week, we've got me and Dave are going to do method actors out here in the backyard. We're I told you guys about not doing method <laughs> actors anymore. Actors who do meth. <laughs> I tuned into that thing, and that thing is bullshit. They were just talking a thousand miles an hour and I just kept skipping Sean subjects. Penn's never done meth. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to talk some Sean Penn and some Daniel Day-Lewis. And then after that, I think me and Justin are going to do uh, uh, a character actor pod. I have a really great list of character Hell actors, yeah. and I'm going to do that list that I came up with, and I'll send it to you, and you can kind of peruse over it, and I'll have it printed out, and we'll talk about a lot of uh, great character actors on there. I've got a really good list put together. Hell yeah. And then uh, me and Dave will probably do the character actors, actresses, and then we're going to be pretty close. You know this is 150? I know, dude. I was thinking it's about it the other day. We're almost there. Yeah, 156. I would love to have all three of us together for yeah, 156. We'll have to do yeah. that, dude. Even if I, I'll add another table here yeah do it and i'll have dave right table, here we, like there's, there's ways yeah. we could do it if we're doing it out here like this we can have dave here for it um and we'll, we'll work that out so 156 you can expect us all back together at least for that pod and uh we'll uh, we'll pick a good subject for it for all of us to uh, enjoy uh but if you want to get a hold of us you can check us out on fascinated with films uh on facebook you can also leave us a like or a comment on our two platforms which are itunes and soundcloud or you can shoot us an email, fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> and uh, we will get back to you. But, yeah, next week, Method Actors. So until then, see ya. Peace. Back to